Hello. Oh, people. How is everyone? <clears throat> oh, not Robert as well. Jeez. Hi. <laughs> yeah, Scotty, uh, beam me up. Why? <laughs> this uh, is Scotty. Why should I? <laughs> uh, right, I just want to see if my new plan for getting through this podcast quickly works. Right, hang on. Oops, uh, hang on. Oh, hang on. Oh, hang on. I hope hang you recorded that. <laughs> is that Newton Kirby? Hello. Pearson to Enterprise. Um, fo- aim photon torpedoes at Kirby's location on my mark. <laughs> no, Kirby, not Mark. Oh, God. All right, just aim them now. I'm not very good. Alexa, <laughs> self-destruct sequence. Hey, good. Excellent. <laughs> right. Um, the wrong Alexa is talking to me. Well, I don't think your self-destruct sequence is working. It didn't working. work, did it? No, <laughs> no I can hear it uh, on the other side of the room. Well, that's no good. It, it, well, what's my... the destruct sequence doing on the other side of the room, honestly? Uh, Jesus Christ. So my tablet is doing it, but for some reason, <laughs> the Alexa right right here, it's not... Okay. Talking of tablets, uh, Neurofen, please. <laughs> A bit slow, isn't it? Not quite <laughs> oh, eventually. Definitely going to need those. Are you having fun, Adam? Hang on. Oh, sorry, the tribbles are making too much noise. Shut up! Aww, right. lovely tribbles. Right. Got enough dogs here <laughs> flapping their ears. Tribbles in here making too much... Uh... Oh, hang on. Oh, dear. Just a bit of a... a bit of a tribble Ooh, row going on in there. when Kirby tells a joke. Yeah, well, have you seen what happens when Tribble's gone anywhere near Kirby? Oh, dear. <laughs> well, that, that only makes sense. <laughs> Wait, anything to do with being fascinated? I'll, I'll show you. Oh, here Give we go. Give me a second. Oh, Tom, I'm watching. I'm watching. We haven't yes. even started yet. And that I'm, I'm seated next to the woman I would eventually marry. The oh. one in the middle. Oh. I was dating the one on, on the other side. <gasps> you one on the red. <laughs> dating no, the no. one on the other side. No, the one in the, the, one in the, the nameless the woman on the other side. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> Sorry of you. That's, that's, 19, that's, that's 1979, by the way. Was it? Oh, dear. I was a little child in 1979. <laughs> <laughs> We're fun in a bit. Sorry, I just want to oh, very, pressing yeah. a few buttons. Shush. Just trying to switch out of oh God, Star Trek mode. Well, wouldn't it be good to go into Doctor Who mode? That's what I'm trying to do, but these none of these <laughs> buttons work. Oh, God. Right. Oh, there we go. Back to Doctor Who mode, which means I can sort of start the show before getting told off by Lillian, who isn't even watching. Oh, no. She, as soon as I said that, up it came. You're late. But anyway, um. Oh dear, what's happened to me? Oh, here we go. Pearson to Enterprise. Tell Kirby to shut up for two hours. Thank you. Right. Two whole hours, wow. Mm. APP Services, Lavazi and Boop1.co.uk present the 20 megabyte Doctor Who podcast. 
Hello and welcome to the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast, episode 533. I'm Adam, and I do want to go. And here's Ben Shoveler. <laughs> Consider them unfrazzled. <laughs> yes, Debbie Melrose is back, and that deserves a hallelujah chorus, but hang on, where is it? Uh, here, here, here it is. Uh, Gallifrey rises. Gallifrey rises. Yes. Uh, Mary. Stop it. (laughs) Very good. And that's not very good, actually. It's terrible. Uh, Mary Lang. Uh, He will knock four times. Really? But I want to point out, uh, Will knocks 16 times, but who's counting? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Russell T. Davis, apparently. (laughs) It's in the script. And uh, Kirby Bartlett Sloan. Worst rescue ever! Yes, this week we are um, nearly starting a podcast. Yes, Kirby? I almost almost went completely strange. I almost said change, my dear, and it seems not a moment too soon. (laughs) Robert, did you do a quote? Hang on, let me get ready. Hang on, let me stop interrupting me. I would have got there if it hadn't been interrupted. And yeah, we're not going to bother with Robert this week. Right then. Um, <laughs> That's me! Robert! He's back again. That deserves a... Haynes! I don't want to go. <laughs> you basically sums up the whole last part of the Doctor Who. I'm surprised not did that whole it's not fair I could have been so good well pub not fair I had to watch this piece of garbage again I'm not being funny but he could have actually said um, just signed signed a contract for another series instead of moaning about not wanting to go and all that stuff you know it's his own fault well the thing is is that that was a director's pick they took four different shots yeah I know I've seen them they're quite funny with different attitudes, and the director picked that one. Do you know, I like the first one, Mary. Where we go from? Oh, I don't want to go. Well, it, it, it was kind of a kind of a mutual thing because it's on the uh, confidential where there are several of them are talking, and even t- Tennant is saying, "You know, three's good," and the director's going, "Yeah, three. So, um, I forgot what I was going to say now, Don. Oh yeah, Lillian I'm Robin. Doctor Who. Lillian Robin says, "You're late. Oh, you're watching." St- Strange New Worlds. No, I'm not, because we haven't quite got um, prem, um, Paramount Plus. It's apparently coming next month, uh, therefore I shall be um, indulging then. And then she says, all you Star Trek something or other. Hang on, it's got new comments coming. You, your Star Trek noises. I haven't got any Star Trek noises. What are you on about? This is a, um, a circa 1968 um Thank you, um, Squirty Clock. Um, what they call it? Um, um, uh, Starfleet Bridge, isn't it? With some rather superfluous noises. Anyway, um, oh, hang on, somebody's firing on us. Oh dear. Oh, it might be the shots are aimed at Kirby later. All right then. So this week we're going to. Yes. Hold on. Before you carry on, mate. Yes. I know it's your podcast and everything, but just remember who's got about 300,000 sound effects if you want to get funny on sound effects, yeah? <laughs> yeah I'm just, um, just scanning to see effects, if that's true. Um, bring them to the table instead of just going... <laughs> <laughs> Silly so, Oh, Ebby, 
Well, Maybe you get Kirby's theme today. I thought I heard Kirby's it the first theme. time last time I was on. Now you weren't on last week, and it was an exclusive last week. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this week we're going to be looking. I need. I was. That's what I was doing. I was loading up iPlayer. We're, we're going to be looking at the second part of um, the End of Time uh, that I've dubbed End of Time Part. I don't want to go. Um, Can I? Uh, is this a would this be i'm just i'm just wondering right mm-hmm. would this be a really good time to end the podcast after this episode yeah because uh, i i made the mistake of after being all excited and happy about watching the end of time part two and what wonderful yeah. genius television it was <laughs> i made the mistake of rolling into the 11th hour it <laughs> what? lasted seven what's the matter with you it, oh, i love the 11th hour it was so poor. I couldn't believe We're not on I'm... that one yet. We're not doing that one. <laughs> I, I, I have That's a lot of problems, with, that. why lot of problems saying... with Eleven's first season, but that one is good. There That's is. why I'm saying we should end the podcast after tonight. I that thought... way we don't have to talk about it. I agree. No, I want to talk about it. I say, don't, don't tempt Adam. I think he wants I, to I, put it to yeah. I, I agree. We've already done those episodes. Right then, so The End of Time that's Part 2 by Russell T. Davis. What? I said that was the angle I was going for. I thought it might have been. Anyway. It doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Oh, yeah, I so thought you wanted the show to go quick this week. Have we yeah. started yet? Um, oh yeah, so we have. Right, anyway, so it begins with a rather pretty sort of shot of Gallifrey's um, um, dome thing, all smashed uh, and Dalek stuff. Ships on there. And what did you say about Dalek ships, Robert? Yeah, on the ground. Yeah, cool. I didn't actually notice that. I thought it was the Enterprise um, <laughs> crashed. Uh, they apparently had destroyed seven Aldis and 14 spars on Gallifrey yeah. the Daleks when they turned up. It's very interesting scenery that, uh, that uh, in that scene, apart from the rather um, looks like someone smashed a Christmas egg sort of breakage around the, this this sort of dome thingy, which, of course, I've kept consistent because I used, used it more recent, Doctor. I quite like that. Uh, but um, it looks like a rather hot environment. Then you look in the background and it's uh, snowy mountains. Um, but it's not well, quite burning. If the, It's the, not quite burning as described because of the mountains Capaldi, are still snowy. Capaldi's, um, uh, bit when we visit Gallifrey with him, you see how arid it is, don't yeah. you? Yes, and uh, during... Um, one of the Tom Baker stories, uh, which was uh, the last that Leela was in, uh, obviously a friend of the show, uh, Louis Jameson, now a big star of Emmerdale, just to point out. Um, and that was all a desert, wasn't it, if I remember right, yeah. when they went out of the little Citadel place into a... Back to Doctor Who. Right then, so it's directed by a chap we called Euroth Lynn. That was Doctor Who. That was yeah. Doctor Who. And um, James we Bond has that. got some strange garb on. He's obviously under cover here, and he wanders th- through this long uh, sort of bridgey thing which reminded me um, about what some of those pointless sort of chasms you see in star wars uh, things yeah. on the death star master, master. well first of all they should have had to uh be concerned about uh the safety what if someone goes over the edges is that spin? oh they no, just actually i actually regenerate have, I, I want to make the point that uh this is the first time as is well known, I don't like this story, so I don't watch it much. You're going to wha- rattle on about it enough, though, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> you always yeah. talk more about it. This is one of the first times I've watched it since the 50th anniversary. Uh, and I was amazed that they mentioned that the Doctor possesses the moment. 
Yes, yeah. it does. Yeah. I didn't remember that either. Yeah. Yes, that's continuity for you, Kirby. I quite like that. I know you hate the story. Tough. And they, anyway, and they so even refer, they even refer to the weeping angels of old. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that wasn't yeah that wasn't just a new idea. No. Anyway, so um anyway um Bond comes in and sits down at this sort of big table, <laughs> and um he's up it. to this hey, point up to this point he seemed to be all right, but then suddenly <laughs> it becomes sort of rather evil. <laughs> Is that table in any museum? No, it's it a prop, the... Kirby. It's a it's a BBC prop. So why would it be yeah, in a museum? Yeah, covered in Gallifreyan writing. It's got to be in the in a Gallifreyan museum. In the, uh, Doctor Who experience. It's cool. Doctor Experience isn't on anymore. I know. So it's not there. Anyway, uh, so they're having this sort of uh, discussion of, of Boris Johnson's. I mean, sorry. Um, <laughs> Um, James Bond is at the end of the table wearing this sort of glove which uh, has some significance to a rather superb episode of Torchwood um, in which the other glove what? he's wearing the left gauntlet and the one that Torchwood had is the right gauntlet well obviously I said they are a matched pair no are they? oh for god (laughs) do you know how they got separated though? Um, well, you know what happens with gloves, isn't it? What happens you at work? I, string, you know, the string broke. Yeah, that's what I was like. Do you know, I, 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 I got a new pair of gloves. Um, I got a new pair of gloves uh, the other day at, at work. And um, anyway, I put them in my pocket. When I went to use them this morning, I had two right-hand ones. I'm pretty sure when I got them initially, there was one right and one left. And I really don't understand how that works, but uh, it seems to happen all the time. Um, having two of the same if glove all the time. How come there aren't a massive excess of the other side? No, I know. Glove? What happens to the left hand one? Anyway, so uh, some woman. Um, I, took on the, I took on the role of Kirby for that. Some <laughs> wide-eyed woman um, with, with um, some strange tattooings. Now I tell you, and I always wonder about these young people now that have lots of facial tattoos and thinking when they get old they regret that, but she doesn't seem to. She's quite old. She's got loads of facial tattoos. Um, so yeah, she's uh, uh, there. Pretty sure that's makeup. Ranting. No, it's a tattoo. Um, I have a tattoo on my behind my ear, but that's, that's about as far face, as is it? Face behind go. your ear. Anyway, they're they're moaning she about. And I love the, the references about... that they they make to the names of the Doctor and the Master of something child and this that and the other. Um, it's very RTD, isn't it? Going on about um, the something. And of course, then um, it was nicked. The idea was nicked by a Chibnall bloke. This using the word child in. In um, in reference to uh, Doctor Who, because obviously, what was the first episode ever called? Non-Earthly Child. Oh, there we go. Well done. Uh, what's his name again? Oh, ding. Robert, isn't it? I'm going to give him a ding for that. Well done, Robert. Oh, thank you. That's, that's you in the quiz. Thing. That's Nobody in the quiz. But I just knocked my microphone. That's for apologies, apologies to the listeners. Would you hear it? That right. is more rare than a Paul Hollywood handshake. What me knocking the microphone? Well, getting a ding these days. What? No, in actually putting the sound effect in the right place. Isn't <laughs> <it>? <laughs> so anyway, they're banging on about this, that, and the other. Meanwhile, the master. I think, I think Kirby's very quietly trying to get your attention. Oh jeez. You know that that uh, old lady uh, soothsayer or whatever she was mm. reminded me of the soothsayer. I believe it was in the ribos operation. Yeah. Do you know what it reminded yeah. me of though? That mad Dalek Sekul Khan, or whatever. <laughs> is it Dalek Khan, the mad one? 
Oh yeah, yeah. that's what it yeah. reminded me of. The uh, same prophesying style, wasn't it? The, the kind of eager. Never <laughs> mind. She's supposed to be all knowing. She she didn't sort of mention like all the other sort of people that can see into the future in Doctor Who that the Doctor's about to die. Um, well, essentially one of them is. So yeah, the Master Races being the Master Race and being quite funny still. So we've sort of moved over and then we've got the christmas tree still up because this is a new year episode isn't it and of course funny upon funny amongst all this hilarity we've got the doctor strapped into a like a dentist chair oh, with, poor david tennant <laughs> yeah and um wilf strapped into a sort of more older chair with some just some ropes and stuff and and a rather splendid scene between the doctor the master uh, and Wilf. That's and, terrific. Um, that quite an interesting terrific. set, actually. We saw the paintings on the wall. If you look at it more details, well, this is what the benefit of these episodes being HD is concerned. You actually look at the detail a bit more if you pause the picture. Anyway, this is the, the master just sort of, um, you know, threatening and and Donna's in trouble. The Donna's in trouble because uh, all the masters are threat. Um, sort of approaching her, and she has a head head explosion. And, Why can um, I see a giant wasp? <laughs> <laughs> that and then, was going to um, be one of my quotes. Yeah. Eventually, um, of course, the Doctor sort of does a sort of smiley eye face and sort of... Uh, he winks at the Master. Yeah. And um, uh, because obviously what happens is um, Wilf is trying to talk Donna out of remembering stuff. And um, the Master's eventually tempted to take the, the mask off the Doctor's mouth, the gag. So he's, um, that's better, hello, sort of thing. You know. And he can, um, <laughs> sort of say, I don't think I wouldn't build a sort of safety mechanism <laughs> very conveniently for the script, for, for the purpose of the script, of course, safe, safety um, thing into my friend. Or my best friend, apparently, as he as he said, Donna was, uh, which I, I think, think I'm David, leave my David Tennant's best friend was. Yeah. Oh, sorry, the eleventh, tenth Doctor's best friend was indeed was Donna. Um, and then, um, then he, <laughs> I do I find it funny was when he, the way he talks to the master. Oh, you could be so beautiful. You hear me? Oh, it would be my <laughs> honour, my honour to go around the. Oh yeah, it goes all Victorian on him, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> Uh, Victoria, and... that sounded more like uh, that gardener, like Percy Thrower. I'm, I'm not... <laughs> no, that was David, David Bellamy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, like so so yeah, the doctor's trying to talk the master around, and then of course he, he then says, "Well, the doctor, the, the master." After we're having a flashback to and the story of when the, the you know the master stared into the untempered schism and got these drums in his head. Um, and of course, um, the the soothsayer woman starts tapping on the table with the. I have to do it because I can't really explain it. And of course, the Rassilon realizes heartbeats of a time lord. Yes. And a guard comes over, and the and, um, the, the doctor says about the 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 master not being particularly observant, etc., etc., and. The master get not, gets knocked out by a walking cactus. That's racist. And um, <laughs> they are yeah. sort of nearly sort of well. Real Wilf is freed. The doctor is left in the tra- chair, so we can have a comedy trying to roll the doctor down the the stairs. Now, bear in mind they created a full sized replica of David Tennant for oh, this yeah. scene. Yeah, and, and if you watch that scene like back, it. you can only really see the replica in a couple of like really quick shots. What a lot of money for that sort of, you know. And he sort of severely very brief damaged appearance. his back in the acting of this. Yeah, I'm not surprised. When they bounced him down the stairs, he, he had to go to hospital. 
But there was a fake tenant in the seat when they were bouncing him down the stairs, Deb. I've seen the, I've seen the model that, uh, that I've seen the model that the doctor you experienced. Yes, but they also uh, they also filmed. It didn't look right. Yeah, no, they yeah. decided to just go ahead and take him down the stairs for real. And it okay. hurt him. That's what it's yeah. it's in the it's in the confidential. Yeah. So anyway, they're oh, beamed. I am so gonna miss having full <laughs> confidentials. They um, beamed them out onto a spaceship, and and Wilf uh, is really excited that they're in the pigs in spaceship. Oh my God! Um, Pigs in space, of course, is a a, a space series from a a show called The Muppets, or The Muppet Show, indeed. Um, And uh, it was nice to see the pigs in spaceship. Anyway, um, so the Doctor disables everything on the ship to stop the Master finding them. And um, that sort of, after a lot of twiddling of knobs and pulling of gears and stuff like that, um, we eventually, I'm skipping forward, we eventually end up with another lovely scene, because what I forgot to mention was that Wilf uh, found a gun. Now, this gun sort of seems to change the way it looks throughout this episode. One minute it's nice, shiny and silver, then then it's sort of, because you remember the bit where the the master finds the gun and goes, uh, good man, and throws it on the floor. (coughs) Uh, that looks like quite nice and shiny, and then uh, the, he gets the gun that he hands to the doctor, it's and it's just sort of lighting. Old. It's just light. yeah, it's lighting. Oh, it's lighting. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you, Debbie, for uh, straightening that one out. Anyway, we'd have another rather <laughs> wonderful <laughs> conversation, a one-to-one between Wilf and the doctor. Master. No, Wilf and the doctor. The Master's the still on Earth. About about uh, Rassilon throwing the diamond. Yeah, right. Uh, he got uh, the the, uh, the diamond <laughs> thing, which he throws to Earth at some point. Um, yeah, before before the great scene of yeah. the Doctor and Wilf, I will admit that you actually like the scene. Yes, the Doctor and, and Wilf yeah, scene. That's why I don't. They're not really interested in the, in the four point star thingy, whatever it's called, that, that the Rastlon throws rather weirdly through magic. Um, <laughs> and um, anyway, so this wonderful scene between the Doctor uh, and uh, Wilf, where Wilf's trying to persuade the Doctor to take the gun and. and He's sort nice of saying, you're the most wonderful man, I don't want you to die, blah, blah, blah. Sorry, Ben. I go and shoot someone else. Hey? So go and shoot someone else. Yeah. Lovely old man, Alfred Mark. We've all, we've all got <laughs> He's a genocidal maniac. Who's a bloodthirsty old man who just wants other people to do his bidding for him. Mm. <laughs> oh, yes. It's quite handy, though, isn't it, that all the guards now wear these sort of uh, sort of Visors, yeah. headwear that you can't see through, so they don't have to do the the special effect for the multiple masters too often. And if you don't look too closely, you don't notice the fact that they're all different heights. Indeed, mm. that's right. Yeah. Despite the fact that the plot mentions of yeah, the height exactly, yes. they make much of the height, <laughs> and yet everybody's mm. a different height. As the episode goes on, Rasslon gets more and more mad, uh, and um, then the, the the point star thing lands on Earth and. <laughs> Uh, they all uh, go out to find it. Now, they, they do create this crater scenario, but the weird part of the thing is that on top of the crater is the star crystal diamond thing. You're not in it. It bounced. It bounced, okay. Thank you. <laughs> do you know, that happened in um, in an episode of The Six Million Dollar Man once where uh, Steve Austin um, played golf and he whacked the, this golf ball and it went miles and it eventually hit the earth and went underground and then popped back up again. Um, apparently that is possible. You know why? What? It's a science fiction fantasy TV program. What, Six Million Dollar Man? 
My favourite show when I was um, when I was about ten. Anyway, moving on. So they're faffing around. Oh yeah, and then um, Wilf has a meeting with that that bird off limelight again, um, and does oh, ask her who she is, but she won't divulge at this stage. I don't know why she doesn't divulge. I mean, she might as well do. I mean, what does it matter? You know. And um, yeah, it, it does matter because they should have mentioned that it was supposed to be the doctor's mom. Yes, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter that each she does. What she needs to do is mention who she is. Yeah. There's too much going on in this episode. It wouldn't have hurt for her to mention. But I yeah. his mysteries, you know, and his spooky characters. So yeah. <laughs> obviously there's thing. an implication when uh, later on, obviously when the doctor sees her and then looks. Oh yeah, and there's a when um, Wilf says right at the end, doesn't he? Who is that woman? And she, he looks at Donna's mum. Maybe I don't know. That's the implication. So on it goes. He tries to persuade the doctor to to do, you know, to shoot. Um, shoot the master and get it over and over because everybody's convinced even the viewers that this uh, is the master that is the cause of the doctor's death i um, don't know what do you mean you don't, I don't know? know i can't remember when i first watched it because i i you know did, did i have access i don't think i had access to the internet yet then so um, no no it wasn't to do with the access to the internet it's to do in the, while watching the story um no 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 i mean because i wouldn't have been fueled by these thoughts of well, you know, within this story Wilf, Wilf is saying oh the master's going to kill you the doctor's convinced it's going to be the master with the you know, the, 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 he will I, not I can't remember times. me though how I felt oh, oh, okay. I don't remember ever going oh it's going to yeah, be the master well, I think they were implying yeah, I, I, thought it was, I didn't either there was obviously going to be more to it than met the eye because they did obviously spell it out a bit too clearly <clears> I so, um, remember how Rob was feeling yeah <laughs> so what is this little crystal starry thing is going to um the the, the Rassilon is implanted into the master said this this signal that she's outside of Gallifrey's locked status and when the two are linked Gallifrey can be brought back and this is the, the doctor realizes this and goes into major panic mode and um starts um, aiming the pigs in it's when panic. he starts having like he starts breathing heavily and, yeah and, and, and gnashing his, his teeth, teeth and stuff he's talking through his teeth and in fact right. there was a spit he's breathing through his teeth too mm. yeah <laughs> there was a bit of spitting going on too yeah lots yeah. of spitting yeah. wasn't just wasn't just um yeah, so yeah so on. he starts uh, aim that he sends wilf off to man one of the laser guns uh, which wilf loves because uh, they're they're being torpedoed and wilf's jobs is wilf and uh, what? Oh, most of most of Bernard Cribbins, uh lines in that are yeah. ad libs. Well, of course they are. They have to be, really, don't they? Anyway, his job is to shoot the torpedoes while Tennant's doing some weird driving of this spaceship. Oh, sorry. Um, ten. Ten is doing. Luke Skywalker and Han Solo in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do like that. The, the um, sort of flying over sea and land shots. They're quite good. Obviously sped up, but they're, they're really quite good. They, they lend to this uh, scene quite well. And yeah, then he just yeah. jumps out of the spaceship. Sorry. Yeah, it's still a spaceship, isn't it? It's still the pigs in spaceship. Yeah, just just jumps out. He, he flies <laughs> up into the sky, jumps out, uh, and then falls through a plate glass Incredibly ceiling. Incredibly silly. And yeah, if he if he died falling off of a darn Radio telescope. Why yeah. does this guy there? Exactly. Well, again, they use, um, Moffat used this uh, later on in Doctor Who when when the eleventh Doctor fell from space and, and didn't 
had just got a little flesh wound. The doctor got a few flesh wounds as he hit the deck. And the 13th doctor, the woman who fell from the sky, you know, she falls down in, into that train car. Yes, that's yeah. right. So we now know that that, that, that Codswallop thing about um, the fourth doctor falling from the uh, radio telescope. He was obviously a bit ill uh, as, as before he fell. That was just... Anyway, moving entropy. on. Entropy. Yeah, moment, entropy, that's right. <laughs> What did you say, Kirby? Kirby. (laughs) What what did you say, Kirby? I said the moment had been prepared for. The moment had been prepared for. Exactly. So there you go. The moment, as in the thing that um, the Doctor used to blow up Gallifrey. Yes. Uh, Yes. Anyway, so um, he lands and looks uh, at... Oh, no, he looks at Wilf as he takes the gun and, let's say, goes through the ceiling and gets... It's a little flesh wound. Uh, and meanwhile, um, the Time Lords are, are, are nearly there. They, they've got a little gateway and, they, and Rassilon's smirking and being all smug. And try, and the Masters say, oh, I want to go with you. We can rule the universe <laughs> together. <laughs> I'll go with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, doc- you. the doctor almost eats some of the glass there. Fortunately, it's not real glass. No, no. It's some um, Fox's Glacier mints that have been melted and, <laughs> oh, and re- Master? What? Master? Master? Speaking of, uh, it's only a flesh wound. I know you're on TikTok. Go follow the Python Knights. They are hilarious. Okay, I'll try and remember to do that. But anyway. They, um, they, 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 they cosplay uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail at conventions in Britain. And they are great. Thank you. Right, anyway. So, um, the uh, Rassilon uses his gauntlet thingy to return every all the Huberts, to give all the masters to human. Um, and, Neil, um, mankind. including you know Donna's <laughs> mum and potential husband and stuff, and um, when obviously the, the the human race look up into the sky, they see um, Gallifrey sort of um, sort of Looming. lurking in the sky, Not very that, very yeah, close. Yeah, Looming. Looming. Looming, that's a good word. Looming in the sky. Lurking in the sky. All right, sorry, Deb, I'm not an intellectual like you. I can't come up with these funny words. Um. Yeah, so, um, yeah, and there's uh, the doctor sort of um, trying to talk the master or some sense into a madman, i.e. the master, and um, he starts sort of aiming a gun um, at Rassilon, who can easily get rid of the gun just by using his little gauntlet thing, but anyway, for dramatic purpose and some very clever camera angles. I love the, the, the composition of the shot where the, gun, the, the, the camera is focused on the end, or the, like the barrel end of the gun, and this is obviously for the American audience because they love their guns, don't they? Um, and then it's got the Tenth Doctor and then the Master and the Christmas tree further back. I just love the composition of that shot. It's really good. Um, but what I didn't love, and I've mentioned this on previous reviewings, I'm so glad this is the last review of this uh, story I ever do, um, of that every time he turns to face the either the Master or Rassilon, he cocks the gun and then uncocks it. He does this. The trigger was pulled the whole time. I mean, nothing was going to come. What's out the point in going and, and recocking it as you turn? It could go off at any time. I mean, they talk about them I in mean, these massacres in schools. He, the doctor, would be useless, wouldn't he? Oh, sorry. Anyway, so he's um. <laughs> sure, sorry. Sure, sure, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Anyway, so eventually after. <laughs> Event, oh, then, then it, the doctor call, catches the. Oh yeah, forgot to mention. Forgot to mention. Wilf lets somebody out of the little um, the little um, what's this like um, elevator? What's that roll dial thing? Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Cello. 
Eh? Great glass oh, elevator. That's it. Uh, and so as he can stand it in, in stand in the, the elevator box. instead. Yes, Kirby. The doctor also is changing the gun from his left hand to his right. <laughs> <hand>. <laughs> uh, I've spotted that, that one, Kirby. I'll give you that. Oh, Kirby, for crying out loud, mate, if you can be a man or woman, a black or white, a yellow, a green, or a cucumber, you think he can't fire a gun with two hands? Yeah, yeah it would look, it, it would look more American if he'd used two hands and gone into a little squatting position like they did in Cagney and Lacey. Why, if, if he's just turning around... As if they had one of those... Um, t- fast, why, why doesn't he keep the same hand? position. Well, and, and Cagney and Lacey, they used to go down on their haunches and hold the gun in two hands. In... Why are you so bothered by guns? If he yeah. was going to do that, they should have bought on one of those, uh, like, paper shooting targets, you know, with a human, with a body like outline on I'll it. I'll tell you what, what would have been better? I had to use a spud gun, because they, they used to sting, Ben, spud guns. I used to have one when I was a kid. Tell you what, you got caught in the eye with a spud gun. That would have been it. You'd know it. Or you, you could lose an eye, Adam, quite yes. easily. You I used could, to, I, 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 yeah. When you I was a kid, Paris Piper. When I was a kid, we used to go to pet shops to get chickpeas uh, to fire out of, out of our pea, pea shooters. The pea chickpeas are not for blimmin' eating; they're for firing out of blimmin' pea shooters. Since when <laughs> they suddenly become something <laughs> for we eating? Younger, we, when we were younger, we used to go down to our, our local ammunition uh, dump and buy whatever <laughs> they had, and generally on a mock around welcome our to local. The Twenty megabyte. A pea shooter podcast. Oh, yes. Happy yeah, days, Kirby. Happy, happy, happy days. I was when I was occasionally given the old 50 peas to go and get a bag of chickpeas for the pea shooter. I, I used to load my mouth up to, like, like a blimmin' um, uh, chipmunk with a, you know the full of these chickpeas. <laughs> and go, <laughs> yeah, it's great. But of course, they they've been phased out by the time I, I went to sort of high school. Uh, so we used to have bits. Anymore. No, we used to chew up bits of rough book and, and fire them out through our, our big pens. Uh, and the, the blackboards at school used to be covered in little bits of chewed up rough book but where oh, we sure, where we missed the teacher. <laughs> anyway, back to Doctor Who. Back to Doctor. Well, a bit later on in life, it was elastic bands. Um, anyway, so the, the, the Doctor says eventually to the Master, "Get out of the way," and he shoots the machine that's maintaining the link after seeing his mummy of course and then the master gets really cross and does some iron man shooting at at rasslon i'm pretty sure four times he counts them yeah he does it as he counts to four as he does it it's quite a a great have that back you yeah but he's got he's got the gauntlet he could have sorted him out anyway but the master saves the day sort of um and then the doctor sort of wakes up i'm I'm alive i'm alive Master. <laughs> Master. <laughs> yes, Jesus, I was really doing a good scene there, Kirby. You ruined it again. He was doing a scene. Bloody hell. What? It was like I was watching. I was so moved. <laughs> Once the Master and, and Gallifrey go away, mm. this episode actually gets good. Thanks for that, Kirby. It was getting good when I was doing what? my re-bloody reenactment of the whole scene. I'll I'll resume. Oh shit! Um, yes, of course. Um, it's Wilf knocking on the glass. It's, I was funny and sad at the same time. Um, but what annoys me about this, Sarah, I do love it as well. I, I love and hate it. I love it because it's a great scene and it, it's good acting and it, it's. But what I don't like it. It's sort of really sort of framed the 
sort of arrogance of the Tenth Doctor, which we've had most, well, all of his sort of tenure, one of the greatest Doctors we've ever had, but also probably the most arrogant. Uh, and his arrogance obviously comes pours out when he, he, he has this scene when he knows he's got to rescue Wilf because he's the Doctor. He saves, and uh, so but he has to have a little rant because he knows he's got to step into that thing and kill himself basically. Uh, and what I love about that scene, after he's had his little rant and he, he does what he has to do, saves the uh, saves uh, Wilf. Um, he, when he steps out, Wilf just like a child almost holds and hugs the doctor and i I thought that was really moving because obviously in real life tenants a lot younger than than um cribbins but cribbins to me in that scene almost was like the child the way he he, way he hugged the doctor his head down and it was really really cool bit of acting brilliant bit of directing and uh yeah, and then I thought, oh, good. what he should have done is, as he was lying down, going in that thing, he just um, got up and was Smack Smith. That would have been quite cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would save what it should have been. That would save, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, then but... they wouldn't redo the inside of the TARDIS either, because it would never have burnt. <laughs> no, no, that's true. Um, but then he could have still done his reward bit, bit as Smack Smith. Nobody would have known who he was initially. But anyway, that's so. Right. <laughs> So we have this reward thing where he sort of uh, goes and sees the sleepy Donna who's missed everything again. And uh, the Doctor says to Wilf, I'll see you another time, don't worry. He's off to get his reward. And we see Mr. and Mrs. Smith-Jones, or was it Joan Smith, having a little battle with a with a Sontaran, played by Dan Starkey, ah! um, which is sorted out <laughs> by a a mallet over the probit vent. And, um, yeah, an unlikely couple for me, but there you go. Yes. Uh, then he goes and says, "She she's supposed to have married Lucifer." Yes, yes. Like I say, unlikely couple. Uh, there was a little bit of flirting though in their last episode together, wasn't there? For I seem to remember rightly. There you go. Anyways, then he goes and saves Sarah Jane's son, uh, and has a little bit of a teary sort of long distance stare at Sarah as he waves or bids farewell. I, I, you know, I like that scene how it came about. It was all because. Uh, RTD when doing the show he wanted to make doing Sarah Jane adventures he's always you know the kids wouldn't look both ways when crossing the road yeah. because yes, obviously the green cross the road Doctor gets Who shut off so this was like his scene to say you know you got to watch out both yeah. ways when you cross the road of course it was, so Doctor, was Who's, nice. Doctor Who's link to um, Star Wars wasn't it because obviously Dave mm. Prowse was a green cross green man, cross man yeah, yeah. green cross mm. man um, anyway, so the next scene is the scene in the um, the bar, the the, the uh, Star Wars bar, you know. Yeah, um, Cantina. Yeah, yeah, the Cantina. Um, Just call it by some... its name. <laughs> <laughs> All sorts of that's the music. Thank you. Was actually, I thought it was playing in the background for a minute there, Robert. I was... <laughs> Just so as we can have the great um, John Barrowman in a scene, in a pretty pointless scene. Um, pointless. But it's still it's still quite cool to have. All the villains in it as well, you know. Yeah, it's okay, but it's a bit still a bit pointless. There's a doing it. It's basically that spot. How many Doctor Who, um, yeah, aliens you can see in one bar at the same time. RTD heroes can put in. It's a a montage. Um, even the adipose are there, you know. It's I presume like, the, yeah. yeah, I presume <laughs> the the creature from Rats of Foria Palace is not a Savine, otherwise it would have been in prison. Um, it's just one of the other families from mm. that planet. 
And then... You're right, you had to get it right, didn't you? Then he goes and visits um, the the great-granddaughter of John Smith's... Um, is it John Smith? The you know yes. the, the teacher bloke uh, when he was a, when he was human and asks how she got on and stuff. Then it's um, the wedding of Donna and uh, the nameless husband. I beg your pardon. The wedding of River Song. No, uh, and of course it, well, that that is the oh because we have some comedy between her and poor old Neris who's bullied. Uh, and they try to you know stop bullying, but. Donna bullies Neris, but there you go. We'll let it go on this occasion. And uh, oh, the well, doctor turns up. Give, yes. Neris seems like a bit of a one anyway. She is. She, she's a sort. She did say that it's okay to completely rip everything out of anybody if you yeah. say sorry afterwards. Say you're only joking. It's called no banter, problem. apparently. And she's ginger, so it's allowed because she probably gets. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're talking. Well, ginger is a subject will come up later on in the show. Um. Anyway, so yeah, the doctor gives a little gift for Donna's wedding. Um. She she got he nipped back in time and got it off her dad, and it's a lottery ticket. Blah blah. But hang, how would it? Oh, was he bought the money off her dad and went forward in time uh, to get the next day's lottery numbers, and then went back and gave it to Donna. Right. Um, That's a really huge abuse of the powers that he's always going on about. Yeah. I'm Lord Victorious but if at last. If drop it off to me in the next couple no. of days, that'd be lovely. Yeah, yes, but it's again... not the first time he's done that. He did no. that uh, uh, in school reunion. Well, there you go then. And then, of course, um, old, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's that banana split called again? Oh, God. One Bingo. Bingo. Bingo, that's it. So then Bingo rocks up with um yes. with the, the probably the last time we'll ever see Camille Coudreau in, in Doctor Who <laughs> playing the lovely Jackie. Uh it's supposed to be Christmas because it's snowing or New Year because it's snowing. And uh the doctor observes uh, Bingo giving her mum a hug and then goes <laughs> obviously had a bit of a um, bit too much kebab because it made him go <laughs> and uh, they have a little conversation in which um he asks her what year it is and uh, she says it's 2005 oh, and she's gonna have a great year all right mate says uh, may, Bingo. may i make a point no no that that great year remember she goes off on one jaunt yeah and misses the rest of the year well it's a great year because, for her because because uh nine misjudges when he brings her back nine is that what his name is then we're going to yes. get very confused between Stranger Things and Doctor Who when, when <laughs> Matt Smith becomes the Doctor, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. not, not a, a, the first clue about Stranger Things, it means absolutely nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've seen one episode of Stranger Things. I could not get into it. Whatever. Oh, That's no. More really? than I'm ever going to watch. Whatever. Anyway, so after that, he goes and starts staggering towards the TARDIS while um, um, Oud, the Ood will sing to his rest, etc. He's not dying, is he? Not dying. Well, that that version isn't dying, but you know what I mean. And he sort of falls around like he's had too many too many lugs and too many kebabs. But <laughs> you know what you could do with that scene when he's on the floor and he's all grimacing and showing his teeth. Somebody should have dubbed over a sound of a little fart. Uh, that would really sort of enhance that scene. Um, maybe somebody will do that now. I mentioned it. I yes. do love the music of the oud. There. It's all the music on the all these episodes. Beautiful, Mary Gold. You can't go wrong here. Yes, absolutely. And then he eventually, yeah, there's a little Uda singing, and he goes into the TARDIS, throws his coat down, um, 
pulls the, a lever, sending the TARDIS into orbit, um, shows his glowy hands, and, and then, uh, of course, some great go. music as, as he goes, roar, roar, roar. I don't want to go. Where are you going? Goodbye. And, of course, <laughs> explosions and TARDIS bits falling down everywhere. And out steps Matt Smith, uh, in a, with, a, with an air of initially aware of excitement. And uh, it's not Matt Smith, he's a great doctor, I think, personally. But um, the scene he does in, in this is quite good fun. I didn't realise how long it was. I'm a girl. <laughs> um, I'm a girl. It, it was quite a long scene, yeah. And, and of course, yeah, he's going on about, yeah, the fact line was great, wasn't it? When, when you know, the fact that obviously it was in his mind he could have been a girl. I quite like that that particular line. And like the bit and, when he feels his chin and goes, chin, blimey. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and it's, um, oh, what are we doing? Oh, we're crashing. Geronimo! And that's the um, the end of the episode. And in the end of the 10th the Doctor as a regular Doctor, of course, he does appear again later. And he will again appear, apparently, uh, very soon as the Doctor. So, right, end of time, part two. Um, was, was obviously, I've been taking the mickey episode, out of it a little bit. Adventures were, that he was in. A big pardon? I think that then uh, shortly after this, there was a uh, an episode of Sarah Jane Adventures, the wedding of Sarah Jane, that he was in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you say goodbye, well, then they hadn't, then they broadcast Hang on. that. Um, you'll have to, I'm just going to say what I think. I've just been called upstairs with for an emergency. Uh, loved it. Carry on. Okay, well, I'll go then. Um, uh, I, like I think... Um, it's, e- it's easily as good as the first part, if not a little bit better, because you get the ridiculous running around saying goodbye to everybody at the end. It's as daft as the last one. Yes, it's silly, but hey, it's a sci-fi fantasy TV program, and it's the last one where it's the last ever time we're going to see David Tennant as Doctor Who. Oh, no, so it's so sad. So it had to be uh, draw, uh, long and drawn out like it was. I think it was wonderful. Golden Age of Doctor Who has now finished. Uh, Kirby, what did you yes. think? Yes, the Golden Age of Doctor Who has now finished. I completely agree with you. Uh, there, Yes, there are some good stories yet to come, but this was the end of the best era of modern Who. Anyway... Wasn't it? A- it, it was a good. It was a. It wasn't an error. Good stories. I think that that defines the golden era more than yes, anything. Yeah. Yes. More, more good stories than bad. Yeah. Uh, however, Definitely. this was this one, as people know already, I consider bad, uh, for the same reasons as last time. Uh, it's just, it's just overblown. As I was watching it with uh, Fred last night, she was asking me, "How did that happen? What? That doesn't make any sense. What?" Uh, I kept having him pause it and say, I can't explain it. <laughs> it's a science fiction fantasy TV show. It doesn't make any I mean, sense, I know. And, there, and there's there's no no logic to why some things happen and why why suddenly you can do you can throw diamonds that are have never been significant before through time and space and just nonsense like this. And just like last time it had a great Wolf and Doctor scene, which is one of the best parts of all of Doctor Who of all time, both of those scenes. And yeah. then once, once, and as I, I'm not sure if you guys heard me earlier, the Gallifrey is so much larger than the Earth, it should have mm. just ripped the planet apart. Yes, it would have done. We all know that, but let's not be pedantic, eh? <laughs> And uh, I think Adam was more bothered by the gun than anything else. Yeah, I know, I know. And then, 
I know a lot of people complain about the uh, the Lord of the Rings ending, but going through multiple endings and seeing all the companions. I love all that. Yeah. Absolutely love all that. And uh, Fred was sitting here with me last night, and uh, she was saying that she wants as many companions as possible for the 60th, whoever's oh, still alive, and definitely. also other doctors. Absolutely. It should, they should get every single one you can possibly crowbar in there. Like they're just exactly. neighbors, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting what you said, Kirby, about things that, you know, you can't explain. The one thing that after watching the episode again, I just couldn't understand is how David Tennant got through the entire episode without a brown paper bag because he was exhaling so <laughs> much. He must have got through several suits in a sort of incredible Hulk. Type. The, the, the amount of <laughs> heavy breathing bits he did. He, he must have exploded at some point. It just couldn't have. We did right at the end. The other oh, that's thing, very true. Yeah, the in a big thing one. is, all of my griping about this and everything, still, I absolutely love Doctor Who. I love even this one, even though it's not one of my favourites. I cannot think of any really bad Doctor Who, just Doctor Who that I will complain about. Okay, so um, you've, you've, you've kind of like made it quite clear that you're not a big fan of these last two episodes you've watched, for right. reasons which, fair enough, I completely understand why you say that, but where would you rate these in a, uh, in a ladder against The Curse of the Black Spot? <laughs> uh, this one is better than Curse of the Black Spot. <laughs> When you've got when you got uh, pirates that completely disappear for no ex no reason and just weird oh god don't don't make me don't watch make it talk again. about it again. <laughs> if you've got pirates that disappear, but you don't have showrunners that disappear, which is a shame. If you're Don Kirby, Debbie, what you got? Obviously, I wasn't on last week. Sorry for that, because Isla was a bit. You cold. can give us uh, you can give us a brief. Um, well, this is what I'm I'm saying. Overall, this is brilliant. Um, you've got. I don't want to rule, Debbie. I I, we're only talking about episode two. If you can't I play know, the game, I know, I know. Johnson's brilliant. <laughs> any any head to head between Bernard Cribbins and David Tennant ha is perfect. Yes, it's, it's just beautiful mm. acting. He, he, Bernard Cribbins has always has been like a big part of my life, all my life. And having him back in Doctor Who when when this came out was just brilliant. Seeing him in the Christmas special, you're like, oh, that's Bernard Cribbins, yay! With and the Wombles, Debbie, was the, it was the Wombles. Sorry? It was the Wombles. Of course it was the Wombles. That's why we love him. Of course. And, uh, the, you know, right, said Fred. I had him on tape singing that. No, he was never in them. He didn't do on too. And he was also in some kids program where he was some kind of grandpa character telling stories that old, the old Jack or something that my daughter absolutely loved. So she's she knew him really well as well. And so the, this is no, he he was also forever. in Faulty Towers. Oh yes, I love that. You mean Boff? <laughs> <laughs> but um, with with this one, the I think overall I absolutely adore this second part two as well as part one um but i do feel that the uh vimvoci are completely out of place we didn't need token aliens mm -hmm. in this story at all and mm -hmm. it was like oh we've got to add a little bit of fun to it it's like no 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 you're, you're ruining the pace let's you know 
let's get back on more because it, all the way through them getting him out, he's going, take me to the, my TARDIS, my TARDIS, give me, can we, take me to my TARDIS, you know, all the way through. And it's like, yeah, if you'd just gone to the TARDIS, we wouldn't have needed the Vivocci really. They could have rescued him at some, some other point in years like that. But, mm. um, absolutely the music is phenomenal the colors Dolly, just especially get, get the gallifrey colors are upstairs. fantastic thank you very much and i just find with um uh, timothy dalton obviously prince baron from flash gordon you know yes. still <laughs> absolutely does oh, things I need to to remind heart, about that. just silly <laughs> even when he's spitting across the room <laughs> So yeah, just uh, that end sequence with um, you know him, Dalton and you know Tennant and Sims all together is just brilliant. And there should have been more of that. No, I feel like they kind of rushed that sequence. But the, but the problem is they could cross how quickly. I was joking they had about the no. Yes, I agree. There was no time that, that there's no more times that they could have said get out of the way though, as as they were either about to shoot or yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, get out the way a bit but there could have been a bit more between them get in the way <laughs> you shoot them you know what I mean if they had more story then there wouldn't be room for all the goodbye scenes at the that end problem. I that's mean, true Mary I'm on the fence about the goodbye scenes because really uh, by the end of it you go oh just die <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what. I don't think many people actually did think that. Yeah. <laughs> just, 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 the first time I watched oh. it, I was. By the end of it, well, the first time I watched no, this, I was sat there going, funny. how come he gets long goodbyes? None of the others did. Because he was the best of the new doctors. Yes. And, and Christopher Eccleston didn't have long enough in the role. To and it was also RTD's that. goodbye, too. I know, I get it. That's what I'm saying. I'm on the fence about it because right. it's lovely seeing all the characters again, but it just felt like such a long goodbye, whereas his previous incarnations obviously haven't had that. And, you know, I just felt that was just a little bit of overkill, but the Ood singing him to the end and then the 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 final the transformation, the regeneration occurs and the TARDIS falling apart. It's just sumptuous viewing. And, yeah. I had a big issue. I had a big issue with the bit at the end with the huge singing him to sleep because, I mean, if that was me, I'd have gone, can you not put some Foo Fighters on or something? Yeah. Please? <laughs> I don't like this choral crap. Listen, if somebody wants to hang out with me while you're on your own at the end and just sing to you, I'm quite happy that they pick the tunes. As long as it's Dave Grohl. <laughs> yeah, as long as it's Dave Grohl. I mean, that's, that's your final, that's what, uh, do you have one final, yeah, can you get Dave Grohl, his guitar at <laughs> drums, to come and like, you know, bang around and play a little bit of guitar for me, just as I can't get it, Can I have learned to fly, please, thanks. <laughs> oh, no, it'd have to be something from nothing. Cool. Right. I walk and, back down the aisle to learn to fly, so, you know. Thank you, oh. um, Debbie Debbie Doodoos. Hold on, who's this? Uh, right, so that's Debbie. Uh, right, we got um, we got Mary to go. But first thing, we better hear what Adam's review is. And Robert, and Robert. Oh, sorry, I thought it was uh, James Bond we were doing. Um, right then, um, yeah. So, what I was trying to no, say was, I have, I want your review. I have been taking the Mickey out of this um, story and this episode specifically, um, but uh, it's it's. Um, I, I love it. <laughs> it does a bit sort of self-indulgent, but for obvious reasons. But I, I, I really like it. Um, I, it's got sort of 
a bit of everything like it should have because it's a bit of a sort of doff your hat to the RTD era and then we also have a fairly good length scene with um, the new Doctrine at the end so I, I, I really like it to be fair that's all I wanted to say oh is it are we moving on to the James Bond thing uh, no, oh, no, no we're going to go to uh, Robert's to Robert. turn Robert what did you think mate Robert is he still there the dog's coughing well, now. I thought, he, I thought he was bloody amazing. Your thing just what? Did you hear that? Yeah. No, my Robert, bloody thing got bumped, which put my um, thing on mute. I'm here. Um, yeah, I was very apprehensive going into this because... Uh, I was wondering how I was going to feel about it again. But like I I seem to remember when we did it last time that I actually quite changed my mind about it. And I feel the same way again. I wanted to sort of like hate the overindulgence and the excesses of it, but I didn't. Um, I loved the addition of more... um, um, uh, what's his name? Bernard Cribbins. I just thought uh, he absolutely fabulous. Um, really, really lifts the whole thing. I think. Um, I, he, you know, he, I thought John Sim they handled him well doing the, um, you know, the multiple masters. I thought that was so well done because they did little subtle things like when the like in the alleyway with uh, Donna. And they're surrounding her, and you had like the ones further away were out of focus, and the ones closer were in focus. You know, subtle little things like that I thought were good. And you know, I just thought, bloody hell, he must have done so much costume changing for that. Yeah, he was having a whirl though, didn't he? Oh my, oh yeah. I I mean, when I never in the scene with Barack Obama speaking, and then they cut to the you know the old him sitting down and him dressed in that grey dress and getting up leaping for joy and <laughs> he was just he is having an absolute ball playing the part and I, yeah, I always a, noticed that a little montage, bit there's a montage of uh, creating that scene on the confidential for the first part yeah I didn't I have seen it before but I um, didn't get a chance to finish it off for this time, uh, but I did finish the second confidential. Um, yeah, what else did I like? I, I forgot that David Harewood was in this as well. Um, so I recognize him from um, Supergirl. Um, uh, I, I was thinking I'm going to hate this bit at the end where he says goodbye. I mean, naturally, he should have, you know, collapsed out of the chamber after you know absorbing all that radiation and collapsed to the ground and then regenerated and it would have made more sense but it's a science fiction fantasy tv show uh yeah but it's got to have a logic within its own fantasy uh scenario though hasn't it since when? Because it's 1963 no one's ever said that before (laughs) 
as long as it as yeah, as long as it suits the script, hey. Um, <clears throat> Absolutely. But there was something uh, something about that the the empire. I mean, you could have regenerated then and there, and but then I did kind of like him visiting all these people and sort of having little moments with them. Uh, it is a bit maybe too much on the self-indulgent side, but I was willing to go for it because you know at the this was ITD virtually saying goodbye to the series at that stage. Uh, so you know I was willing to forgive that and just enjoy the fact that you know they got to have these little moments, all of them, you know, um, and just you know put a like a full stop at the end of the sentence. Um, and I quite enjoyed it. And I was expecting to really hate it and, and be sitting there going, oh, this is stupid. He should just regenerate it. But I didn't. And I, I went along for it. And I was actually, one thing that I did want a bit more of, though, is his, they should have had some more effort like, oh, I'm struggling to retain this character while I'm saying goodbye. Because it didn't, Come across as being, uh, I mean, you know, you know, when Capaldi was going to regenerate and he was like holding it off, you could see that. Um, well, well, that was definitely I, a direct response to the way they performed this one, I think. Yeah, and, and I thought, yeah, yeah I, I felt that kind of thing was missing because that would have given it some more. Ah, oh, he's. Yeah, the only know, it's just like he's just coasting around, going to all these people and saying goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. And it's just like, oh, you know, nothing's really happening. I'm, I'm Until cool. Until he sees Rose, yeah, and then it's... Uh, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, it was just like, that was the last sort of bit. You know, it should have been like all throughout. There's like, I'm struggling to keep this form kind of thing, you know? Don't you think that would have got a little bit tedious after he'd seen the 53rd person, though? Yeah, <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> you know, at least it was a case that he just kind of like rocked up, did his little you know minute with them. Uh, and what you just said there about like Russell T Davies's goodbye is exactly what it was. He was wrapping up everyone's yeah. story because who from exactly. that lot did you see again? You know, apart from Rose, yeah. the Doctor, um, uh, Jackie, Mickey. Uh, you know, yeah, obviously, yeah. So a lot of them. That was the last you saw of them. Uh, you know, so yeah, it was a lovely little goodbye. I think he did to himself as well. And after you've yeah. created such such brilliance, is that not fine? I yes. know you didn't say it wasn't, but yes, it was. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. fine. Uh, as I, as I say, I think I initially when I watched it, I thought, oh, that's stupid. Um, I mean, just going back when I first watched, you know, all those years ago, uh, and then when we reviewed it. I remember changing my mind and thinking, oh, no, maybe. But as I said, I think the same point was he should have, like, had a bit, oh, I'm struggling to hang on to this. But one thing I didn't like, and that was the bit with the regeneration and, oh, I'm going to blow the tides up with this yeah. regeneration kind of thing. I mean, I... I don't think that was, that was volunt so. voluntary. I think it was just... He was holding oh, on to yeah, it and holding on to it, and that's what the the it just built up and built up, and that's that's what caused the explosions and stuff. Yes, or he left the more... gas on and farted. He had to redo the set anyway. Yes. Well, yeah, they're getting in a new showrunner who wanted a different artists. That too. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, but then they had to get it out again. Now for Same thing years. happened when twelve became thirteen. He was holding on to it and holding on to it, and then. Hey, eventually... I'm not allowed. Don't to hold on to things. You just let him go. Twelve and thirteen. Yeah, whatever you said. Um, yeah, sorry, Robert. 
Seriously, what were you saying? That's the only thing I didn't really like about it was the, the TARDIS flying. But um, and, and that's what I mean. It would have made more sense if they could have showed him like I'm holding on, I'm holding on kind of thing to not. And then that was the release in the yeah, TARDIS. Of, I like, think it was obvious he was holding on. He took about three weeks from from, from when he had the the um, <laughs> yeah. radiation to when he uh, eventually. Uh, Just hanging on here. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, to it be honest, made more evident, I guess. That's an hour and 15 minutes running time for the episode, and the last bit was about 12 and a half minutes long. Yes. He, was, he was holding on longer than I managed to in it's the It's like morning. a mini-episode within the episode. <laughs> but anyway, um, is that it, Robert? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, has everybody else done, then? Uh, Apart no, from Mary. Mary. Therefore, it would be highly appropriate to, to do this. Uh, what did you think of it about it, then, Mary? I love it one day you said I didn't actually bother watching it. (laughs) 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 Why is that playing? Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. That was I I touched a button. It's the bloody jubes button. Yeah, uh, I I think overindulgent is kind of an understatement. We really (laughs) are wrapping everything up. When he was on his little goodbye tour, if I had not already seen it. I would have expected Kyla Minogue to show up somewhere, ah. Duncan to show up somewhere, and you know all, all these people that you know he loved and lost, uh, whatever, um, to show up as well. He probably couldn't book them in, um, otherwise he probably would have done that. Uh, and, and so watching it this time, I know that that's coming, and I know that it's a full 15 minutes of a goodbye tour. Um, so quite honestly, I skipped that part. <laughs> I just got... Seriously, Mary, you'd have been no good with status quo back in the seventies if you don't like a fifteen-minute goodbye tour. <laughs> but I do have to say that when in Eleven's era, his goodbye goes on episode after episode after episode. So I, I guess I really can't fault this one. Well, that's because it, it coincided with the fiftieth anniversary. I know, but every, you know, time of the doctor, <laughs> doctor you know, and the doctor, breakfast of the doctor, stones outside the back door of the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess it, 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 in comparison, this is not too overindulgent. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and, and I loved uh, Bernard Cribbins, uh, his scenes with the doctor and all, but just because I knew it was the end and I knew that everything that was going to happen was going to be over dramatic, overproduced, overdone. Um, <laughs> it's kind of, you know, cringe away from the screen during the course of it. Um, <laughs> an amusing story um, is that uh, RTD out of respect for Stephen Moffat taking over to do the, uh, that, that new, the regeneration scene, he had the whole studio cleared out. Um, to give, you know, the director and Moffat and uh, Matt Smith and, and all the new people a chance to, you know, kind of have their space, take their time, do their scene, um, whatever. But what he didn't realize is when they emptied out the studio, everybody, and we're talking a few hundred people, <laughs> gathered between Matt Smith's uh, trailer. trailer and the studio. So when Matt comes out, you know, to uh, you know to go do his scene, he runs into all these people <laughs> who are 
you know, yelling to him, congratulating him. And he, you know, so instead of it being, you know, like, like a respectful, quiet time, um, it ended up being like a big party as he was going in. To do this <laughs> and they didn't, and he actually was, because it was happening that way, he actually was hunting down uh, where RTD was so that he could yeah. shake He's his- trying to get out the way. <laughs> yeah, and RTD's trying to get out of there. Yeah. So I guess they had a little awkward encounter, but that was, so it, it didn't quite work out as planned. So that's me. Thank you, Mary. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting that you note you know, your, your stories about the behind the scenes stuff that yeah. uh, it seems <laughs> I have this funny feeling that from now on, your stories of the behind the scenes stuff are actually going to be more enthusiastic um sort of regalements than the or your opinions and the stories themselves <laughs> well no i like the Matt smith era or at least up till the the leaving of the ponds mm, yeah okay. me too so, yeah as soon as clara turns up sorry i turn yeah. up clara, I, it all like went clara. Down. I think i think jenna well, coleman is stunning anyway she right. may look stunning but she hasn't yeah, just, she was know, directed that way everything yeah Stuff coming through on the live feed. Probably a bit old. I do apologise, uh, peeps are po- posting on the live feed, but we did sort of, we were talking and stuff. Um, Lillian Robin says, uh, please keep going with 12, 13, 11, 12, 13 onwards. Okay, 14, 15, 16. Was this a mathematics podcast all of a sudden? What's going on? Um, anybody wants to carry some on? Debate 16, about 17, then it was because I loved the music from watching The End of Time that made me go and watch the Doctor Who proms last night. Oh, I forgot the other. Somebody yeah, posted yeah, about proms. that. I forgot to that watch was it. Yeah. Yeah. I love the Doctor Who proms. Terry Miles says, it was all right. Sorry, Ben Traveller. <laughs> and Lillian Robbins said, Adam, the wedding of Sarah Jane Smith was broadcast two months before The End of Time. It was indeed. It was part of... Uh, hey, what is she... Oh. I'm the pedantic one. Wait a oh, second. You've been out pedanted. <laughs> yes, it was definitely all the tenant episodes with Sarah Jane the animations were all done and dusted before the end of time went out. Um, and of you course, Matt Smith it. also appeared in the Sarah Jane adventures. Well, so, someone said that it was after. Kirby, you weren't pedantic. You were wrong. <laughs> There's probably Robert. Oh, it was Robert? Okay. No, probably Robert. That's not me. No, no, apparently I, it wasn't I'm Robert. Me. I, I'm going to blame Robert. Right. Hands up. Who wants to blame Robert? Oh, look at all the listeners putting their hands up. There we go. It's Robert's <laughs> fault. My hands are very Hold down. on, Adam. Adam, yep. for that to work, we have to have listeners. <laughs> Get. Right then. It's now time for Kirby's special... A request for feedback section, section Kirby, Kirby section. Hold on, that means I've got a theme tune. Yes, I was dragging it out so as you could uh, cue it up on your little um, vinyl playing machine. It takes me ages to cue stuff up. I have to just keep talking until it. What was that? Oh, a feedback. I got you. asks you what you think and it normally goes well but as he's an american he'd say swell so here's what you think in content it doesn't lack it's kirby bartlett sloan and his pedantic feedback <laughs> yes yes i am an effing genius i know <laughs> well as in the my request for feedback, I said I don't want him to go, and so somebody named Ben Shoveler said, "I'm sure he'll be back." <laughs> to which I replied, said. Huh? 
inspired. <laughs> Whoever that guy is is a genius. And then I'll just I, clap uh, my I responded front and sides and all sticky uppy hair. Whatever. <laughs> and Robert Wins Jr. says, hmm, wasn't their 50th anniversary somewhere? And then he says, well, at least RTD didn't throw everybody in this, except for the unnecessary 10-minute reward section of part two. We get, the <laughs> old, we get the old joke of the master race at the end of part one. It was a nice added... Touch, oh. I think. Touch. Touch, okay. Of the spitting Dalton at the end of part one is Rassilon. I know it's not spelled right, Kirby, but I'm reading it right, so there. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, some of us okay. didn't want David Tennant to go, but it was time for a change. The whole master situation was kind of over the top, but it was bound to happen, even though RTD went a little X-Men in those two episodes. Mm. Yeah. Oh, no, no, X-Men went Doctor Who. We had this last week. Okay. Kind of a sad way to end the Tennant era, I Don't Want to Go, for which he gets teased for in the 50th anniversary special by the Matt Smith doctor. He's always saying that. <laughs> I did like that. Yeah. But I, I like, like that. The, I like that. I like, I like the escape scene. Worst escape ever. <laughs> also, poor down and missing all of it again. For both episodes, my rating is three and a half out of five. Uh, Neil James. The End of Time Part 2. I wasn't really looking forward to rewatching this. I was mm -hmm. thinking this episode is just a, a low, I guess he means load of dramatic nonsense, leading to a very long and drawn out regeneration scene. And I was kind of right. However, I had a really good time with this. It's action packed and the cast are all outstanding. I love Timothy Dalton, and even though it's clear the actor is absolutely. Down, what? said the cast are all outstanding i said no some of them are sitting down oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> there we go sorry i was doing my master laugh sorry. uh what he says, he says i love timothy dalton and even though it's clear the actor has absolutely no idea what's going on he still has an epicness that only goes to improve the already wonderful dynamic between Tennant and Sam. If I may make an aside here. In the it's confidential, Timothy Dalton <laughs> is a long-time Doctor Who fan, had been watching since the beginning, although he hadn't seen much of the modern, and he read the script and loved it and did know what was going on. So there. Anyway, yeah, back he to... Actually, he actually caught one of Tennant's episodes when he was in the US. Yes. And um, that sort of like, he knew what to expect. Yes. When he came to this. Yeah. Uh, Neil James continues, Wolf is terrific as always and the cameos during the goodbye sequence are all welcome and heartfelt. Well, maybe apart from the doc helping Captain Jack to score some... <laughs> 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 Um, as listeners are wondering, it rhymes with Doc. Like a doodle do. Mm. Hang on, I've got a sound effect that might give a bit of a. Um... There we go. Rhymes with that. He continues. <laughs> the tenth Doctor clearly didn't want to go, and maybe is a bit too indulgent to have such a long outro. But it was a New Year special, and I don't mind it too much. Great regeneration, and bring on Matt Smith. Four stars out of five. <laughs> Of course, well, the, the, the comments uh, befalling uh, Neil James's feedback there, it's probably the last time he'll ever write into the show. But thanks, everybody. Um, we have some other bits and bobs coming through. 
Debbie Melrose's dulcet tones, dictating Terry and Linda Miles. Why has everybody been changed but Donna and Wilf? We can see why Donna may not be changed, but what about Wilf? Who is Wilf? Who is Wilf? As the Doctor wonders how come he could find him so easily, RTD didn't answer this question before he left. Maybe we will learn more during RTD2. <laughs> <laughs> he likes messing with Earth girls. Ooh. Worst rescue ever. Jimmy, fi- Jim will fix it, isn't it? <laughs> Very moving talk between Wilf and the Doctor. Gallifrey may have returned, but look at the state of it. (laughs) (laughs) The doctor fell from the dish at Jodrell Bank Bank and regenerated there and then. But falling from a spacecraft, God knows how high up, he survives. Hmm. He must be getting stronger. Later in life, she falls out of the TARDIS into a train and survives again. Sorry, spoilers there. (laughs) The lead up to the tear-jerking regeneration scene was a bit long and it made it boring. Yeah, that's my problem with it. When the Doctor regenerates, we get a feeling of what Matt Smith is going to be like with legs. I've still got legs. Good. Arms, hands, ooh, fingers, lots of fingers, ears, yes, eyes too, nose, I've had worse, chin, blimey, hair. I'm a girl. No, no, I'm not a girl. I'm still not ginger. There's something else. There's something important. I'm, I'm... Crashing! Ha ha! Woohoo! Ha ha! Geronimo! Yes. <laughs> he wrote the whole lot. You I can, I can see well, that. Uh, <laughs> we feel this is a very good story, but not the finale the Tenth Doctor deserved. The first RTD era comes to an end with a good story, but not one of his best. It's a shame it was the last one for him and for David Tennant's era. Stay safe and well, everybody. Linda and Terry Miles. Now, I'm sorry, Debbie, you didn't really put enough uh, effort into that um, that scene there. If you'd like to redo it, I think Robert was trying to allude to the fact there really wasn't any sort of sort of pathos in that particular line. Uh, would you like to have sorry. a look? Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I'm only joking. Please don't read it again. Should I re-audition? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, we've got this. Everybody can uh, sort of make themselves a cup of tea. Well, good evening to any Meg Vitus and here, and it's just before seven on Sunday evening, so I thought I'd better do this quickly before you start broadcasting. Do you broadcast a podcast? Don't really know, but never mind, I'm sure, I'm sure Kirk will tell me. But uh, in early in the week, I did a load of ironing, of course, and watched uh, The End of Time Part 2, and it's, yeah, it's a good episode. It does complete the story. I think there are still a few bits and pieces that don't quite make sense. I mean, you know, you wonder... With the master, has he turned? You know, he's now fighting against the Time Lords. Is he fighting against them because, as I said, you made me? Uh, I like the bit where the doctor said, Get down, and shot something behind him, and then the master is saying to him and shot at Rassilon. Because it was Rassilon, wasn't it? And again, that's, again, that's, is that a bit of a plot hole? Because I thought Rassilon was dead. Oh, God. One of these things again, I'm sure Kerb will put me right on this. Oh. But, you know, it does want you to make you wonder, you know, what is the Master's motivation now? Is he after all out revenge against Time Lords because they created him for what he is? Um, does he now see them, the Doctor, as almost an ally in a way? I mean, you still never understand what the, the full relationship was. They were friends, were they more than that? You know, are they actually related? And there's been a lot of talk about they were brothers. But I thought John Sims really did play it very, very well. You know, he he had strayed slightly into the, the size of madness, but this one, I think, was the clearest thinking doc, uh, master, doctor, master, I'll get it right again, that we've seen for quite some time. And it was, he understood what's happened and he wanted to resolve it. And 
when they went back with, you know, presumably uh, Gallifrey was sent back into the micro-universe, micro-bubble he was sent into, the Master went with him. Do we ever find out how he got out of that? I'm not really sure we do. But it doesn't matter because it, took, it, lead, it left the door open for the Master Return, as of course we know he did, and the John Sims actually make a comeback, and he turns to Missy, and then he turns to the Master again, and goodness knows what'll happen the next Master, but I'm sure there will be one. But yeah, I, I did thoroughly enjoy it. Um, the Caps people, what's happened to them? They just seem to disappear. Do they go back to their own planets? Uh, yeah, who knows? Um, I did like the uh, the explanation from Luke about it's going to be was everyone having there was a Wi-Fi malfunction. Everyone's having hallucinations because it's uh, too often you just you know something's happened to the Earth. Everyone's inexperienced it. And it's not explained. You know how sort of a conveniently got brushed under the carpet. And this is I think it's the first time it's actually happened. And that did make for a good closure story. Uh, the Doctor, again, he, he knows he's going. And I think this is an interesting one, because how many Doctors do actually know it's happening? You know, is it that with you know, any um, Time Lord does actually have a natural life cycle and will regenerate? I mean, quite a few of them have, uh, have been killed, effectively. You know, you think about it, the, uh, the third Doctor, when he went back to uh, face his, uh, you know, had to face my fear, and the crystal basically causing to regenerate, and Tom Baker falling off the, the uh, satellite dish thing. Uh, fifth doctor with the spectrox poisoning but this one was there was no outside influence to make him regenerate so you know it, it, it happened because it happened i know he had the the torture regeneration before but that, that again that was caused by something else i'm trying to think have we had another one i know hartnell probably did regenerate simply because you know this old body's wearing thin is he the first one since then to that's happened to Possibly uh, when the War Doctor regenerated into the Ninth Doctor, but we never really knew more, enough about that or why that happened. The generation itself I thought was very good. I like the, the lead up to it where the mass. Oh, flipping heck! The Doctor, and I'm going to drink it by the way. The Doctor <laughs> is going back and revisiting everybody. Uh, the only one, of course, he couldn't really revisit was Rose because uh, she's now in a parallel universe. But um, interesting, Martha's gone freelance. So who's she working for? Uh, you know, she's obviously, you know, he must be working on Alien Planet, and Nikki's come back as well. It's uh, that was an interesting one. I wish they'd taken that further. You never know, they might still do, but mm, anyway. Uh, I, I like the way that uh, the Doctor allowed Captain Jack to get his end away with Alonso. <laughs> and of course, we went from Alonso to Alonso. The regeneration itself, one of the longest ones, I think. I'm interested to work out what the timing of actual regeneration was. Um, and then he turned to a slightly loopy Matt Smith, which was, yeah, a bit bonkers, I thought, when that was his. But uh, there you go. And that was the last we would see of Tennant as the regular Doctor, though he did make a comeback. I know this talk about the fact that uh, Jodie might degenerate, I think is the phrase, back into I hope he doesn't. I do wonder, you know, they're going to they're gonna bring, they say they're bringing him back to 60th. I mean, don't forget, you know, David Tennant will be, you know, about 13, 14 years old when he last played the Doctor. You know, he's in his 50s now, and, uh, you know, People don't get any younger. I know makeup can do wonderful things, but he's not the young man he used to be. You know, none of us in our fifties are. Right? So fifty-seven on Tuesday, I can't believe I'm still skinny. Yeah. Old, hey ho. Um, so we shall see. But uh, no, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. So now I've dusted down the Matt Smith uh, box sets, and no doubt we're starting on those presumably next week. But uh, until then, be seeing you. Uh, did he actually watch? Um, or listen to what we were talking about in previous uh, episodes of the show. It's John Sim, not Sims. Uh, I still one call thing him that Sims. was a little think, bit annoying. Yeah, I, I, Sim. Yeah, in fact, he's put two M's time, on the end yeah. of his name to emphasise there's no S on the end of it. Um, the uh, yeah, What was the other thing he was, he was banging on about that I heard Kobe go in the background? What was that, Kobe? Uh, 
I'm not sure. There's so much. There's so much. Yeah, yeah, Jodrell Bank. Yes. Um, Uh, And and Debbie, you even said Jodrell Bank. Yeah. uh, That it was not Jodrell Bank. It was supposed Uh, to be, though. No. It's the Pharos Project. First of all, it's a Pharos Project is is fictional. Really? Yeah. What was it? and and it was actually recorded at the Crowsley Park BBC receiving station. Oh, there you go. Now on the extras for oh, for that the lecture commences for the, yeah. the, yeah. for, for the re- restoration a few years ago. the uh, song of Legopolis. They did have uh, they did something at Jodrell Bank because it looks much better. But and they got somebody to do the uh, Tom Baker falling bit as well, or hanging <laughs> so. off, to make it look better. Kirby's <laughs> trying his hardest to bore us, trying to make a cup of tea. You know he's going to ignore us, maybe you will go for a wee-wee. <laughs> carry on, Kirby, carry on. That was a request from, from Robert, nothing to do with me. I, I finished up. It was Robert that <laughs> oh, can, can I add something? No, no. Before you add something, Robert, um, oh. I think um, Andy alluded to the fact that the doctor's not known that he was, his his time was up before. Well, I, I, I'd like to disagree with that. Uh, I think the first doctor knew his time was up bef- um, yes. in the tenth yeah. planet. I felt that the second doctor certainly knew his time was up when it, at the end of the War Games because yeah. yeah. he would it'd been sort of exiled and he was told to change his appearance i so felt that the um the third doctor certainly uh, with the, so the, the radiation he yeah he knew he, what too. was coming um he didn't know what was going to happen <laughs> no storylines today and the fourth doctor was was whispered to by the the watcher that his yeah. time was up yes the so that's, being prepared for. that's the first four the fifth i'm not saying that, that that's necessary i thought he knew that once he dropped that um that vial of that's milk, well, but that was probably the time. If he went down there, he was going to die. So yeah. he did know. So yeah, uh, the, um, you're Six wrong, Andy. Massive well, David Tennant was... doesn't Tennant say about the fact that at some point he says, you know, if you know about it, you regenerate. If you don't know about it, you die. Yeah. If you if, if you're dying too quick to regenerate, then yeah. you've got a problem. Yeah. And the eleventh Doctor thought his time was up full stop because he, he grew into an old man and thought that was his last incarnation. Mm-hmm. Uh, there you go. Yeah, that was in the future. Was a timeless child. Yeah, but that's because um, nobody really <laughs> knew that Chibnall was going to uh, interfere with stuff. Anyway, right then. So sorry, we're talking about completely changed the history of the program. Yes, worse than Moffat. Uh, right, where do we get can up to? Yeah. Oh, oh, hundred yeah, times. Yeah, can you add something, please? No, because yeah. he's taken away so much of our lifetime in the last ten years. <laughs> <laughs> Right, anyway, so did you say something, Deb? I do apologise. We still going. Well, Robert would like to do his ands and something. And Robert? No, I was just going to say about um, the master in the end of time. I didn't like the super jumps and the. Uh, no, I didn't like the super jumps either, Robert. That. Yeah. that was so. Pointless. It, well, it was something that you'd never heard of before, and it's just something oh, it came out of left field. I don't know. It's weird. Mm. Okay. Well, thank you, Robert. Um, well, we've got something else uh, coming through, and it's this. Mm-hmm. 
Hello, the 20 Megabyte Podcast is Ian Kirk. Hello, Ian. Oh, God, ending, ending, ending. <laughs> the End of Time, Part 2 by Russell T. Davis. They never say who that woman is that Wolf keeps seeing. Is it the Doctor's granddaughter? I wish it the was. The Doctor's daughter? <laughs> River Song? Leela? <laughs> there is something I call episode time. Usually, something happening immediately affects the characters, even though they are years in the past. In this story, sending the drum mate to the master now caused it to have been Nurse's childhood. Yes. Wolf's part in this was emotional scenes, giving the doctor a gun, and giving him someone to sacrifice himself for. Donna was back, but did not take part in the plot. No. Gallifrey, being so very close to the Earth, would cause massive tides yeah. if this were not a fantasy science fiction <laughs> TV show. <laughs> Mickey and Martha, being married, made it so they could both be covered in one stop on this self-pity farewell tour. <laughs> Bye for now. Nice one, Ian. <laughs> Always reliable for, for the comedy. So, that uh, leaves one more person uh, to... Uh, to do. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, that went a bit too Right, there you go. Oh, sorry. Oh, I've got a new bit of background to play over this. Uh, what I found. Um, I felt that it requires a, a vinyl noise background. Here we go. Carry on. I've got my own Carry record on doing what? <laughs> Carry on. Carry on what? Yeah. Oh, yes, so, um, it's um, it's a L&T Butcher's feedback, of course. That's why I played the theme music for. Of course it. Uh, the, oh, there are some really long words in here, and I've had a bad week. Of course there are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the expectorator of time... <laughs> the gauntlet, or what happened to that jolly chap with a funny hat and epic moustache? <laughs> Dear 20 Megabiters, The End of Time Part 2 is, of course, a closely studied examination of how a society's worst qualities can be magnified in the face of adversity if the ruthlessness of your enemy is replicated as the co-common reaction and the challenge and allowed to become the basis of its actions. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone heard of a comma? Yeah. Someone give me a comma. Right, You've not seen comma or three in there. No. The end of time. You've done that one. Two. It's, yeah, I know, but I was reading it with the comma because there's a comma there, and I was making the <laughs> making the most of a deep breath. <laughs> I can see, I apos- I can see an apostrophe. Yeah. hear it because you didn't. You probably didn't hear it very well because the last few bits were just sounds. So, <laughs> <laughs> the end of time part two is, of course, a closely studied examination of how a society's worst qualities can be magnified in the face of adversity. Pretend comma. If the ruthlessness of your enemy is replicated as the commitment reaction to their challenge and allowed to become the basis of his actions, full stop. Yes. Adam, I know. I'm, I've, I've been saying with fingers going numb. I've been holding it in this position for so long. <laughs> That's what she I know. said. Stand down. Stand down. <laughs> 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 <I> mean, 
Childish and puerile, and this is not the what not what is required on <laughs> informative and adult podcast. When I say adult, I don't mean porn. Stop flapping your ears, Odie. Damn it. Anyway, Adam Stan <laughs> Kirby, get yourself ready. It should be noted that whilst Oi! I said, stand down, mister. You've got to listen to what I'm telling you. You think I'm saying. <laughs> and I've got another special treat in a minute. Uh, it should be noticed that blah, blah, blah. Uh, the, the Time Lord's obsession with prophecy and Rassilon's wish to live forever belie- uh, belies their former portrayals and his jovial gatekeeper against immortality personnel. In fact, they've been through a lot. And Doctor Who is a... Science Fiction and Fantasy TV show. Yay! Got it right for once. In which you can change so you can no longer say that the Time Lords. Don't look back in anger. Thank you everybody. <laughs> that's what I've been. That's why I've been so quiet for the last. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been catching up a three-second piece of audio. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I used to work in media. They used to pay me. They're <laughs> yeah, not going to pay you now. <laughs> You're done. Mate, I've, I've been well aware of that for the last 10 years. <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> we also, I'm moving on because you lot have just upset me. We also <laughs> learned that despite, that's, that's all right. I know where I, I know where I stand. I've been reading a patio all week. Carry on. There was once a DJ called Ben who grew the airwaves for the best part of 20 years. Starting his, his career took off after leaving college and walking straight into his first radio job. Somewhere he stayed not for long before he moved on to somewhere else to pay paid him more money and this carried on for a while for about 20 years. Then all the radio stations he ever worked at closed down and no one would give him any work anymore. <laughs> Apart from his friend John, who he lays patios and paints balls with. And he also appears on a podcast on a Sunday night just to stop himself killing himself. <laughs> so he's got <laughs> Unfortunately, the podcast he presents on is about to dip into an era of Doctor Who which he considers a shit. So therefore, he's <laughs> anymore. And if you have a look at the last time I disappeared for six years, it was about now, last time we were doing So maybe. But <laughs> well, I, I will do, no, Debbie. You really love it. Isn't it such a big be Adam saying, Ben, what did you think of it? And I'll be like, uh, DNA. Right. That's all you used to say. It's all right. It did not finish. I mean, finish. I mean a, lot of the time, a lot of the time it would be DNS for did not start. Did not especially, start. When, especially when we get into that jo- that fella joke, Woody. Anyway. It's interesting. I am looking at, uh, someone's created a uh, spreadsheet of all of the 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast episodes. And yes. You did, did disappear starting with the eleventh hour and didn't come back until a Christmas Carol. <laughs> yeah, because I just I don't enjoy it. This this these I think that's anyway. Uh, we also I, I won't say it all now, or there'll be nothing for me not to say in a couple of weeks' time. We also learn that despite the previous forty years of evidence, by the way, we're still doing uh, Alan yes, T. We're still on his feedback. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> 
And I know we started this one sometime in early February, but we will get to the end of it eventually. We also <laughs> learned that this, and the good thing is we've still got my quiz to come as well. So we're going <laughs> to well early tonight. We also learned that despite the previous 40 years of evidence, the master's dominant, dominant propensity is to submit to command by another, as proved by all the new masters of quizzes in this episode. If you didn't hear that, that was unfortunately the internet dropping out. It was nothing to do with the way I didn't pronounce it properly. <laughs> all in all, the end of time part two is a bold and innovative story which moves forward the story of the Time Lords and provides an epic backdrop to the end of this very popular and accomplished Doctor. There are some things in it, like the Doctor falling from a spacecraft after being uninjured by hitting the ground, but such detail and in, uh, are inconsequential. I just found an extra syllable from somewhere and added it to the word. I, I, I thought it added... It, belonged, it was at home there. <laughs> it, I, I don't think the word was long enough, so I decided to increase its by adding an unneeded syllable uh, compared to the enormous greatness of the acting of all concerned and the huge menace and danger evoked by the narrative. Bernard Cribbins adds so much to this episode by giving a commensurate counterpoint to David. I, I could read the word commendable for crying out loud. I mean, it's a little bit longer than that. It's commensurate? Three. That's the one. What she said, counterpoint yeah. to David <laughs> Chapman's in contemplate oh it's because my phone's over there contemplating <laughs> the basics for the doctor's actions making good use of tenants actings uh, acting talents full vent is giving to, given to this likable doctor's pain and personal challenges and his disappointment through which he continues to do the right things the doctor would do despite his wavering and doubts his regenerative epilogue, I did it again, but that was for comedy effect, uh, is deservedly <laughs> sentimental, indulgent, and played out in a fulsome manner. The, doctor, the Doctor's reward is, of course, the audience's reward for engaging and caring about the lanky beanie streak of... No. Oh, no, he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> lanky beanie streak of... <laughs> it seems like I added that myself, uh, caring about the show. Uh, this story is perhaps at least one whole series of episodes too short, as <laughs> he didn't want to go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It seems like that phrase is, is if, if we if we named all of the episodes of the podcast, that would have to be the name of this episode yeah. because it's been said so many times, and it's not. Oh, the girl. Mm. I mean, what? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, uh, next up, Doctor Who and Laptop of Amiga. Omega. Or, uh, 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 Omega. Sorry, I was talking. Omega. <laughs> uh, uh, um, Let's I was... pull the whole thing off. <laughs> <laughs> next up, Doctor Who and Potato. Or at last, the return of Cully from Dullkiss. So, can someone explain? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I need explaining. But no, that's uh, the um, Dominators, wasn't it? Um, was it? I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. I don't either. No, the talking about Dolkis was the planet in Dominators, and the Cully guy was the guy wearing the funny uh, toga kind of outfit. 
one of the um, they uh, are oh, one of the high up guys. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good memory, Roger. So, so anyway, after all of that, what's Dulcis? The uh, uh, planet, that's a planet from Dominators. The planet in Dominators. But why? Why is it being brought up? I don't know because why? One of the actors in there is in it. Yeah. Oh yeah, Cut. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. He knows oh. all of a sudden. <laughs> Yeah, was, oh, hold when, on. I, when we were watching last oh. night, uh, I went on and he started to watch Eleventh Hour. I pointed that out to Fred. There you go. That's, That's what he right. was talking he was, about. He was actor in question. He's Cully from Dulkis, obviously. Yes. Yeah, I get it now. But he's oh, wearing a better outfit. Oh, okay. <laughs> with, with 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 the toga and the outfit and uh, oh god, no idea. Those are my thoughts. <laughs> the council. <laughs> Alan T. Butcher. That took a long time, didn't it? I'll read it next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the actor is uh, Arthur Cox, and he was in Doc. He I believe was had the longest period between first appearance in Doctor Who and last appearance in Doctor Who. Oh, he oh, died last year. Oh, sorry, last yeah. yeah. music though. Yes. Who remember that little burst anyway um another thing about andy nunny's feedback he t- said something on the lines of um the uh, doctor degenerating into david tennant's incarnation that ain't going to happen because uh shooty's already done the regeneration scene um so they obviously that that the, the doctor and donna are going to be incorporated into, in, into an adventure i don't think it's going to be any degeneration or regeneration into another previous that, doctor that's a uh, internet um a trope. Going yes, it's not. Surely the stuff that he's just been filming is for the 60th. Yes, but Surely not for. That's what he's been doing. Because he's not going to be the next Doctor. He's he's just going to be the no, tenth no. Doctor, isn't he? They've just brought him back for the 60th, yeah. as has been. They've announced a multi-Doctor story, sort of. That's clearly what it is. Yes, obviously. So don't get daft about And the other it. thing he said was, um, he couldn't get pass off playing. Uh, because he's 15 years older, playing the 10th Doctor now. Well, I've seen him close up. He doesn't really look any different. Um, yeah, and John Pertwee, uh, probably longer length of time after he played the 3rd Doctor, was playing the 3rd Doctor. And I think the way they look age-wise, look at Troughton in, in The Two Doctors. Yeah. I'm not mm-hmm. being funny. He looked substantially older than uh, the uh, second. I think, I think all we need to say is two words here. What? Tom Baker. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What in um, dimensions in time? Dimensions in time. Yeah. All right then. Is that I think... canon though? Pardon? Well, he, and he shows up in canon? the 50th anniversary one too. That's the main. The 50th anniversary. Yeah, yeah. The that's the curator, not. Yes, I, I know. But he could have been the doctor in disguise. So what we're going to do now is move on to Ben's special section of the show, uh, long awaited. Hold on. Let me get the script up. What a script? Look. Oh sh- uh, no, that's not what, script. That's what she. Oh, can, while you're doing that, shall I do what people have been saying on the live feed? Yeah, do that. Okay, right. I'll do some filler. Um, what have they been saying? Well, we've yeah. got. Uh, well, God, it keeps jumping because people keep posting stuff, Robert. Um, yeah, Who's Robert posting said, stuff? Well, I bet you are. Robert Vance Jr. Know, said, didn't. "Hi, everyone." Alan T. Butcher Bye. says, "It was, it was very long." There should be an A in there somewhere, Ooh. Alan. It was it very was long very one, long but I one. had 25% of my of my material. 
Uh, only only about 25% was my material. And um, Robert Bench Jr. says, but why can't you degenerate going backwards? Huh? You can degenerate, but you Mm. can't. You're not allowed to. It's in the laws of Dr. Potter. Yeah, you can take on the appearance of a previous doctor, but he's not going to, because why would he suddenly come on with another person who's... We've seen the shots, haven't we, the behind-the-scenes pictures. It's the bloody 10th yeah. Doctor and Donna. He want to come back. They've actually shown some behind-the-scenes pictures, haven't they, Ben? Oh, they anyway, have. Goodness me, everybody, you're going to get me up. You're going to get me started. Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> not, and, and not tonight. Don't get me started. Uh, with Matt Smith. So, yeah, I don't know. Mm, indeed. Anything is possible. Anything's possible. It's a science fiction oh, fantasy TV show, Mary. Did you know that? <laughs> is it? Yes. I'm ready, Adam. Yes. <laughs> Go I'm on, ready. Ben. And now, live from the Indie Rock Disco Radio Studio One, the game understand. show nobody's talking about. This. Is how aged are they? How aged are they? Don't know. How aged are they? No how idea. aged are they? That's what the game's about. Okay. How aged are they? Who? How aged are they? Who? How aged are they? Get ready to find out. Hello and welcome to How Aged Are They, the Doctor Who actor who's recently had a birthday aged guessing quiz game, currently featuring on the 20 megabyte Doctor Who podcast. You're hoping it's going to get a spin-off like uh, that Stephen Mulhern program did, didn't that's, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, uh, the rules are simple. There are three rounds, and every round I give you an actor or producer from Doctor Who's Uh-oh. history. That was the clue for what's... <laughs> yeah, Judy Gardner, she's very famous. Uh, who has recently celebrated or is soon to celebrate their birthday, unless they don't like cake and cards. <laughs> the contestants have to try and guess the actor's age or producer's age to score as few points as possible. If they guess the actor's age correctly, they get an exact answer and no points are added to their score if they're one year away or either under or over. It's one point. If it's two, it's two points, and so on. <laughs> what the hell it was, was me that? sneezing? Bloody hell! Do you not realise what production goes into this? You're gonna have to edit this all down. <laughs> At the end of the three rounds, the points are added up, and the person who is the winner with the lowest score to ensure fair play, the contestants will take it in terms of start the round. So no one deliberately guesses one year away from each other contestants, uh, for all the other contestants for all three rounds, and tries to spoil the it says here dot 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 fun. Also, no contestants allowed to give the same answer thrice, or, or if anyone matters, I don't know, or similar. One hundred. Thousand points will be added to their <laughs> These are collectively known as the Bartlett Sloan rules. <laughs> Weekly scores and winners' bonuses are hopefully still being added up by Kirby because I lost interest a long time ago and the winner will be crowned at some point. But before we play, how aged are they? We'd better meet this week's contestants. Adam, 62, has been into, into cosplay for many years. So maybe it's about time he grew out of dressing up games. But his favourite costumes are his red shirt guy from Star Trek, Super Ted and Statler from The Muppets. Next up, Kirby. Kirby is 73 and he's number two (laughs) on America's Most Wanted list. He's considered extremely dangerous. Hold on, my music stopped. There we go. He's considered an extremely dangerous man who is wanted for a string of violent bank robberies, money and grand theft auto. 
It's also noted that he should not be approached under any circumstances. So we thank Kirby for taking time out of his busy schedule to join us here on the quiz. Debbie, 32, used to be known as the Joe... How <laughs> she gets the nice age? Is tennis, as she dominated that scene during the 90s and early 2000s. But boy, did she have a temper. She was kicked out of more than one tournament <laughs> for the heedless crime of stamping on the ping pong ball when the line call went against her. And there was no hot water to put the ball in to pop it back into shape. So the game's <laughs> Mary, 21, was George Lucas's first choice to play Darth Vader in the Star Wars movie <laughs> franchise. But unfortunately, Mary was filming an episode of Chips at the time, so had to pass up the rub. Much to George Lucas's displeasure. To make sure she never worked in acting again, he then cast her as Jar Jar Binks. Robert <laughs> 87 wanted to represent Australia in the discipline of pole vault and spent his youth training every day to become the best of the best. It was all going very well until he developed a fear of heights and running, so decided to take up crocheting and is currently working on a full-size Death Star. And those are our contestants! Hold on, we need a clap there, don't we? <laughs> The scores after quite a few weeks look like this. That's really interesting. Enough faff. Let's play How Aged Are They? Sit down when I finish nicely. Uh, That's clever, that isn't it? Okay, so round one, I'll give you an actor. You tell me how oh, old do you think they are. How aged are they? Yes. Well, no, actually, in round one, Kirby, it is definitely an actor. For the actor's name, and you may have heard of this person, is Colin Baker. That's Colin mm. Baker. And as we know, he played Commander Maxill in Ark of Infinity. So, Adam, how old is Colin Baker? He was born on the 8th of June, but how aged are they? Uh, 78. Kirby, Colin Baker, how aged are they? I'm going to say 81. Mary, Colin Baker, how aged are they? Do you like the new catchphrase? I'm I'm slipping in occasionally. I don't know if you've picked up on it. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say eighty. I'm gonna hit it in the middle there. Wait, Robert. I thought that, there was a rule against doing. Oh, that. Here we go. No, that's no. isn't that one number. Yes, you're allowed to do it once. You're allowed to do it once. After that, oh. and it's okay. the Bartlett slot in the procedure. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Colin Baker. You didn't let me say how aged are they, but I'll, I'll let you off. Well. <laughs> I'll to bed at some point, you know. And finally, Debbie, Colin Baker, how aged are they? 79. Bing, 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 end of round one. Round two is Sarah Parrish. Sarah Parrish, she played the Empress in The Runaway Bride. Can you picture her, Kirby? She was the red thing. I know that will probably not help too much in working out how the actress is. But Sarah Parrish, born on the 7th of June. But how aged are they, Kirby Bartlett Sloan? <laughs> 35. Mary. Um, 42. 42. Robert. That's the answer to life, the universe, and everything. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was the answer to how old uh, Mary thinks Sarah Parrish is. 44. 
84? Don't think she's that old. 53. What? And Adam Pearson. Uh, 48. Lovely answer. Good answering, everybody. They were all numbers. Finally, round three (laughs) is Julie Gardner. That's Julie Gardner, who was the producer of the golden age of New Who. She was born on the 4th of June. But how aged are they? We'll start with Debbie. Uh, 56. We'll move back to Robert. Uh, um, 58. That sounded almost like it, a I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it was, it, was an um, it was an um. We were teetering on the It edge. sounded like he was looking it up, didn't it? That's what the um uh, I got uh, from the um. <laughs> Robert. 58. 58. Mary. Um, 50. 50. Adam. Like you. 53. And Kirby Bartlett Sloan. 52. I can do that once, right? 52. Oh! Oh, and, and by the way, I posted the ballad of uh, Russell and uh, Julie. Yes, saw that. We saw, yeah. The audience love it, Kirby. The audience love it. Right, that's the end of part <laughs> one of How Aged Are They? We'll be back after Adam's done some stuff. <laughs> mm, I, I forgot and, about yeah. having to do Ma- some master, stuff. Master? Yes? Is that whoon.co.uk? No, I'm not going to do that. Whoon.co.uk. <laughs> no, we did it last week. Um, right, oh, um, news. Uh, well, I'll... Aren't we meant to mention the sponsors every week, Adam? We do. They get mentioned yeah. at every single show. It's just they That's get a more detailed... They get a more detailed um, one when we're not overrunning. Right then, so... Now hold on, I'm explaining sponsorship to Debbie. You've seen me in football. You know when they wear sponsors on their shirt, just, you know, occasionally. No, it's not every game. They just do it once or twice. Oh, I didn't know they do that, so, you know. Yeah, when you buy a plastic bag from, like, Asda, sometimes it says Asda on it, sometimes it's just blank. Stop being silly. They get a mention on either end of every single show. They get a more detailed one when we're not overrunning, uh, which, of course, we are... (laughs) Every week. Okay, what I'm going to talk about, give me a nudge, Ben, when when you're you're done, uh, is uh, London Film and Comic Con. I don't know if I remember that or or mentioned this before. Of course, I was booked to go to Destination Star Trek. Yes, you mentioned this. Yes. So, uh, but they forced everybody who had tickets to to go to London Comic Con, whether they could go to it or not. Um, so we decided that Friday was was our day to go to that particular event. Um, sadly, most of the guests decided they didn't like going on the Friday, so um, that was a bit annoying. Can't go any other day because I have weddings and and shows to film that weekend. Very disappointing. All weddings and a funeral. <laughs> har, 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 har. But the people that are going, uh, if they stay going, are rather fab. So stay we have going. in the list of fabness that we have booked tickets to see Robert Picardo, uh, William Shatner, uh, Christopher Lloyd, um, uh, Mickey Dolans, and what was the other one? Hey, oh, hey, yes. The monkey. Robert England, um, who recently appeared in Eddie an Kruger. episode of 
Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Yes. So those those four that are supposedly appearing all weekend or you know, on the Friday specifically um, are rather good. There are some others that appear on Friday, like Ariana Richards, who nobody would recognise now because she's grown up. Uh, and she doesn't do any acting well, anymore. She's from she um, was, Jurassic, course, Park, Jurassic Park. It's a shame she couldn't have done a cameo in the, in the new film, which we haven't seen yet. Um, no, Doctor Who. <laughs> Eric Roberts. Sorry, Eric Roberts is there on the Friday. I haven't been tempted to indulge in, in Eric. Uh, Adam. Adam. Are, you, are you done? Is that the, my that nudge? Right. So, yes, but we are looking forward to it. Uh, that's uh, London Film and Comic Con nearly sold out on um, on the a weekend of the 8th, 9th and 10th of July. Back to Don't Ben. What, what's, what's your problem with Eric Roberts? Um, he's only ever been in one episode of Doctor Who. Yeah. And he, he also is on the convention circuit to do those. I've met him. So what? He's done right. the audios as well, hasn't he? Yeah. Okay, well, whatever. I, I, if I've got some money, I'd probably I'd rather spend it on Tim Russ, uh, to be fair. Carry on, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> My fingers are poised on the keyboard. For what reason? <laughs> no, it's all right, Kirby. I've got the uh, the multiple tap shift thing on, so it doesn't happen anymore. It can only happen when I do this. Anyway, <laughs> welcome back to How Aged Are They? Before break, we uh, gave you the three Doctor Who actors or producers who have recently had a birthday. Let's have a look at the answers and see how many points each of our contestants has scored. The first round was Colin Baker. Who played Commander Maxil in Ark of Infinity? And we've <laughs> never seen. <laughs> Adam, you said he was 78. Kirby, you said 81. Mary said 80. Robert said 84. And Debbie said 79. 79. Colin ba- is actually 79 years old, which means. Yes, Debbie old. already knew that. I was. I knew it was 79. Uh, Debbie knew. I Why would I play into it? <laughs> It was it was actually on the radio this week that he was 79, and why didn't I therefore say that he was 79? Bugger. Yeah, it was all over the place this yeah. week, wasn't oh, okay. it? Because, Adam, you've got a... You've got a roll with it! No, you didn't. No, I, I had a roll with my Marmite at lunchtime, funny enough, and delicious with it me. was too. Ooh, I need to have some Marmite. I've got some. Oh, Bob Monkhouse ever what? had this crap. Bob Monkhouse? We didn't, he didn't ask us about Bob Monkhouse. No, but when he was a top game show host, oh. you never had this. Seriously, you don't have the panellists shouting out Stephen Mulhern, do you, during catchphrase? <laughs> I mean, that... Barry Cryer used to have to put up with stuff like this, you know? Right. <laughs> Adam scored 4,000 points in that round. What? <laughs> Robert, you scored five. Kirby, you scored two. Mary and Adam, you both scored one. And Debbie, you got zero what for your exact answer. Uh-huh. <laughs> Second round was Sarah Parrish. You played the Empress from The Runaway Bride. Red face with Kirby, remember that. Uh, Adam said she was 48. Kirby said 35. Mary said 42. Robert said 44. And Debbie said 53. Sarah Parrish was only... 53. Oh, what? This is getting a bit suspicious, isn't yeah, it, everybody? Yeah, suspicious. I've already, <laughs> yes. I've already typed Debbie in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not suspicious. That was a guess. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I knew she was about 10 years older than me, probably give or take. So I gave or took. There you go. 
this week we're gonna bash through this right then so what i watched this for christ's sake why why did you play some uh music from uh star trek strange new worlds a minute ago because uh there was a bit of pedantry going on um very did did you hear what i just said no what strange new worlds i said music from strange new worlds yes you told me that last week (laughs) right i'm just 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 <sighs> right, what we watched this week, no, what I watched this week, apart from trying desperately hard not to watch Love Island, um, which was very irritating, <laughs> that no, I managed no, to get no. reeled into work? watching it again. No, Adam, seriously, you're a man. You've got, you've got to act like a man. 
Seriously. Yeah, but the trouble is, I, I wander rat, through uh, rooms and then I have dinner and Dev's, you can we wish Levine? So I end up watching it, but not as religiously as I have done in the past. But forget you about Levine. You'd be better off, my friend, sitting in the carsy looking <laughs> at a good machine in the dark. I agree. Right. But other stuff I watched this week um, was um, obviously we've been trying to catch up with Stranger Things. At least, sorry, Isabella watched it in one go, but we're up to episode four, Fab series. Um, very oh, let you see the finale before. The All right, thank you, Robert. I will be watching it at some point. The other thing I've been watching is a series called Obi Wan Kenobi, which is yeah. a, a, yeah, yeah. a um, delight and uh, complete pleasure viewing. Um, and why can't Star Wars films be like this? It's so some good. People, yeah. Some people have been posting that they didn't like it. Well, they're well, wrong. I, yeah, I heard that as well. Is, is that the character, the, the third sister? That character, third sister. Is that right, Ben? Third sister. She is superb. There's been people saying she's not. She's superb. Um, the whole, the whole thing is absolute magnificence. James Earl yeah, Jones, yeah. you know, the no, no, no. Aidan Christensen. It's got everything. It's superb. No, 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 there are two things wrong with it. What? Firstly, Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> no, well, he's not been in it yet, which was going to be my third point, which I was never going to get. He hope he's, actually hope that's not a spoiler, so, Robert, because I'm only up to episode three. Anyway. <laughs> the the, um, the, uh, the credits and the recap, just way too long. It's like, they are a bit Kirby long. I agree. Who. Yes. And uh, the, uh, the, the closing credits, three and a half, four minutes. It's just... Yeah, ridiculous. it is long, isn't it? it? Yes. I mean, seriously, the, the last, last the week's animators. episode... animators. Yeah. That episode four was like 32 minutes on the little clicker thing. And, and seven and a half of that was either opening or closing credits. Yeah. I mean, you actually got like seven and a half minutes of action. True. And in that time, they, they, you know, they, they spent most of that time trying to work out how to remove some lasers instead of just walking around the thing. I mean, seriously, I mean, if they played a bit on the crystal maze, they would have been knackered. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, it is still, uh, despite all that, uh, that you... Uh, it's you, still it, brilliant. It's still brilliant, yeah. <laughs> um, still brilliant. Uh, we haven't been to the cinema this week, although the next film we plan to watch is uh, Jurassic uh, thingy. Oh, Old Dominion. Yeah, that's one. It was available in 3D, but I think I've missed the boat on that one again. Um, so that's something that's on in mind. And um, go see Lightyear. Yeah, I want to see that too. Looking forward to that. Yeah, we're going to check out this week. This week, this yes. I'm looking forward to that on one. Friday. Um, yeah, so there's lots of stuff on, uh, but we're trying to sort of focus on Stranger Things and um, Obi Wan Kenobi. Strange things more than that because it's it's all out and uh, we want to watch it before we get completely spoiled. But it is so good. Um, and of course, Umbrella Academy is coming soon. Looking forward to that too. So that's what we've yeah. they've been watching this week. What about you then, Debbie? Um, again, I've been watching Obi Wan Kenobi and Stranger Things. Um, we also watched Ms. Marvel, which oh yes, um, I better have watched that. Absolutely um, adored. That. Haven't seen um, it yet. It's, it's terrific. It's I'm great. looking forward to really, it. Really, really good. So obviously there's a lot of new stuff out this week. I've been um, also watching, for me, I just suddenly decided Netflix um, decided to pop up things like Insidious and things like that. So I've been watching a lot of horror, old horror and things like that. And just, just having having a bit of a scare fest because it's just been obviously where where my bent has gone this week. And, so basically uh, you've been trying to find that, that little clip of, of Andy Nunn in his uh, robe in, in, in his garden. <laughs> other than that i've done a lot of um listening to radio a lot of la scala radio and classic fm this week just to try and chill Ida down while she's been pretty poorly so a lot of um percy jackson and things like that as well 
See, Debbie, um, I've actually heard that listening to the indie rock disco radio.com helps people when they're poorly. Oh, I've heard that too, yeah. So maybe, oh. maybe you should have put on for Isla. That, and oh, that would have yeah. should, probably should have been better by now. On the subject of Andy Nunney's um, the famous robe um, issue, I think, um, having seen episode four of Stranger Things, that Robert England uh, appears to have watched that video as well, if you look straight in his eyes. Um, ben, what have you been watching this week? Um, I've been watching loads of cricket, uh, either the Test Match, which was on last week, or oh, the new one that started. Very good. Uh, which has been all right, um, batting, batting track. Yeah. Uh, some fantastic T20 cricket in the evening, Wednesday, oh. Thursday, Friday's matches were all phenomenally close, brilliant. Men. And the thing is, I love Australian T20 cricket called the Big Bashes. It's wonderful. And the thing that makes it is the commentary. The games are brilliant, but the commentary is even better. In this country, the games are fantastic, but the commentary is not quite as good. So therefore, it's not quite as exciting. They need to kind of get the Aussies over, I think, to maybe commentate on our cricket to make it better. Um, uh, obviously, Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, which is fantastic, apart from the absurdly long opening credits and closing credits and uh, this week we've been watching richard hammond's crazy contraptions oh which is what's that on it's on uh channel four actually it's on four player the four player whatever it's called all Mm. four Uh, and uh, it's hosted by uh, um richard hammond as you might guess from the title of the program (laughs) and he gets his teams to make this again will surprise you crazy contraptions uh, which like those um domino effect machines where one thing does another thing that touches another thing you know it's all big Yes, uh, whatever you said. And, um, <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, there's, we've watched uh, four of the seven episodes and we've got the semi-final to go and watch this evening. And uh, basically, that's all I've been watching this week. Well, well thank you, Ben. Um, another thing I forgot to mention that I've been watching is um, Blowing Up History on Discovery Plus. Uh, best series I've done so far, Deb. Best series I've done so far. Really, really good. Uh, all about archaeology-based things, and really, oh. really fab. Robert, what have you been watching? Uh, yeah, we watched Stranger Things as well, and um, we're up to date on that. And really, really good um, episode until the last two. Um, yeah, really, really impressed by that. Uh, looks to shape up to be an excellent, excellent finale. Um, <clears throat> uh, what else did I watch? I still haven't watched this uh, this last week's episodes of um, Obi Wan and um, Strange New Things, uh, Strange New Worlds. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been enjoying both of those. Probably Obi Wan more than the Strange New Worlds, funnily enough. Um, but I, I sort of like that they they're going to these um, small series. You know what I mean? Because I think. Obi-Wan's only like six episodes, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I think it's probably just about the right uh, number of episodes. Um, but, um, yeah, enjoying Strange New Worlds, the fact that it's, you know, self-contained episodes. I mean, yes. they do have some, you know, the, the relationships and that build from, you know, episode to episode. But um, I'm enjoying the uh, original series type of um, approach to it. So that's really good. Uh, uh, just watching usual things like uh, finish off 911 and um, SWAT and uh, what else? Oh, the rookie, we already finished the rookie. Uh, what else? Uh, probably about that's it. That's the kind of stuff we've been watching. Oh, well, thank you, Robert. Kirby, what have you been watching? 
uh, Ms. Marvel, which is very, very good. Yeah, I still uh, got that. I, I have not watched uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, but I plan to. I have not watched Stranger Things because for some reason I could not get into it. That's uh, weird. At the very this, beginning. This list of things that you do watch. No, <laughs> you don't want to hear yeah. all of yeah, maybe, that's maybe, that's maybe that's I will. The thing is, I've been considering <laughs> trying uh, Stranger Things again. And then uh, the other thing was uh, Strange New Worlds. Again, another wonderful piece of television, the most recent one. It wasn't as good as the week before, but it was very, very good. Well, I talk about things that, that I haven't been able to watch. I, I watched episode one, one of Picard. I still haven't picked up episode two simply because Q was in the at the end of episode one. And I thought, oh, no, I can't stand that Q character. It's one of the things oh, I really hated I, about the whole of the Star Trek. It's not that much, though, to tell you the truth. All right, well, don't spoil it. <laughs> I don't but I, I will pick it back up again because there's a few episodes to watch at my yeah, leisure. I've, I've been asking uh, the geek daughter if she wanted to watch Picard. We watched Picard season one and uh, liked it, but she's just not interested in season two. All right. Okay. Thank you, Kirby. Uh, Adam. Yes. Adam. Before we go to Mary, uh, I've just been inspired by Kirby, and so I've called up all the films on Netflix. And can I read through all the ones that I haven't seen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hang on. Hang on. And also, what was read in the world? God. Of Mary Blitz Lang. That wasn't the one. it comes to big finish. She's the leader of the gang. So shut your mouth, pray silence. Here's Mary Blitzland. Before you speak, well, Mary, I did hear people talking underneath that. That's because I wasn't legitimate. ready for Mary's bit yet. I was going to do what people have been saying on the live feed and then go into no, what? Who Mary. You know what the stuff they're saying is relevant to what we've just been talking about. Guys, <laughs> I'm going to have to go. That's yep. fine. Yeah, you don't want to go. Mr. M says that that Debbie Melrose is a wonderful co-presenter on on the twenty megabyte dot two, but she's not there, is she? <laughs> I have to go. We, we've gone way past nine, and I have to have to put Isla to bed because uh, otherwise we get trouble. <laughs> Only ten minutes after four. Yeah, all right. Thank you, Kirby. Goodbye, Debbie. Right, where do we get up? All right, no, 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 no. You missed that one. Oh, yes. Alan T. Butcher says, I missed the the out to shorten the comment. Uh, Robert Vence Jr. says, Ben, you should put some Monty Python clips like the old men saying, it's... Um, <laughs> ben, I, I listen to a, a talk sport. It's one of my favourite radio stations at the moment. You should be on that radio station. Just wanted to say. Um, Alan T. Butcher says, Eric Roberts has... <laughs> what? Who said that? Me. Um, Eric, yeah. Eric Roberts has a, a Mother Master box set coming out with Big Finish and was exceptionally okay. good in, uh, in the Master 50th anniversary story they did. Okay, well, I might get something. Okay. Only 20 quid for a photo, so I might do that. Uh, then he said, oh, sorry, Robert Wentz Jr. says, I watched Strange New Worlds, Obi-Wan and Escape into the Country. And, and then keeps escape jumping. to the country isn't it or what's escape, escape the to country? the country big pardon and then I like the actress actress who plays Leia the little girl we talked about her last week yeah right? she's very good she's really good she is um, she's one of those people that lights up the screen naturally and Alan be addicted Butcher. to unlike some child actors yes indeed 
Anity Butcher. Um, oh God, I keep jumping. I watched Strange New Worlds this week and then like has been thought of not watching the recap and the opening and closing credits. That helps my experience. <laughs> um, is Ben's real name Obi-Wan Shoveler? Yes, it is, funny enough. It's Obi-Wan yes, it Shoveler. Yes, it is. And uh, I, I am also a Jedi, so uh, here yes, comes we've my seen Jedi pictures mind trick. To support this. Robert Vance Jr., I'm trying to finish up Moon Knight, which I can't seem to get into. That's a great series. And oh, then no, like Alan Butcher, Kirby was. Well, I love Bruce Willis. Kirby has waited for Obi Wan Kenobi to reach episode four so he can watch five, six. Sorry, four, five, six, and then he'll watch one, two, three. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yes. So, sorry, we've already had the theme tune, right but Mary, on. it's over to you. Yeah, uh, I, I am a big uh, baseball fan, and now that I live in a new city, I'm not only following my old team, with the Cleveland uh, Guardians, but I'm also trying to follow. There's two teams in Chicago, the, the White Sox and the Cubs, so I'm watching a lot of baseball these days. Um, the Cubs. I, <laughs> yeah, when, when I lived in Chicago, I only followed one team. Yeah, well, I, I started following the White Sox only to find out that my son-in-law, his favorite team is the Cubs. So now I'm uh, trying. To Mary, you so said, like, oh, no. said you, you, you're in a new city. I just want to point out that Chicago was founded in 1833, which is only two years after <laughs> Kirby was born. Uh, yeah, I well, actually, I had to to follow the Cubs because I lived two blocks north. So uh, so I was I lived one L stop north of the Wrigleyville, the Edison. So, so I had to know what was going on. Yeah, nice. yeah. And, and on my way home, I'd always look out uh, and see. I'd look out the L and see which pennant had gone up to say who won or lost. Because oh, back nice. in those days, back in those days, there were only day games. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it took a long time for Wrigley Field to come around to putting up the lights for night games. Yeah, I've I've got a uh, a button what you what the British would call a badge that says no lights at Wrigley Field. Right. Yeah, they held out for a long time. Um, My first it, favorite uh, American baseball team were the Yankees, not because they were fantastically good all the time, but because of Derek Jeter. He was just an amazing player. Oh, he was. Yeah, yeah. Now he's an announcer. <laughs> um, yeah, I love. For TV, I, I am following Obi-Wan, um, but I've been binge-watching a series called Westworld, which uh, I guess it oh, won yeah. awards, which is what made me tune in, and they're going to start their fourth season. So I binge-watched the whole first season and really enjoyed it. It's good, yes. Yeah. Um, I, I've never been able to get into Stranger Things either, Kirby, so you're not alone. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, and well, that's three of us, then. And a book that I started uh, recently is an old BBC Doctor Who book. These were put out during the, the big gap years. Um, and this one's called Dreamstone Moon, and it features the eighth Doctor and his constant companion in the book the series Mithead. called Sam. Sam, yeah. Sam, yeah. And this is by Paul Leonard. So so far, it's... it's yeah, I've uh, got it. I've got that book, but I haven't read it yeah. yet. And I'm about to start listening to a fairly recent um, release and big finish called The Outlaws. It's a first Doctor oh, yes, story. I'm a little hesitant because I've been reading very mixed reviews about it. Yes, I mean. Yeah. The first Doctor, pretty much everybody in it is being replaced by another voice actor. So yeah. some have, have said, oh, it's really good that way. And some are saying, oh, no, you know, the boy, you can't get used to the new voices. The so, trailer turned me off. 
Who turned you off? The trailer that they did for it with the guy doing the first Doctor. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's sort of like, oh, I thought, oh, that's rubbish. Well, and, and with Troughton's son playing the second Doctor now. In, oh, he's in, always good, though. Well, yeah, but... I, I, I couldn't get used to him. He did not sound like his father at all, I think. So I'm not no. crazy about, uh, is it Pat Troughton? Michael. Michael Troughton. Michael. Yeah. yeah, so he voices his father in, yeah. in second Doctor releases, and I'm not a fan yet. So, all right, mm. that's what I've been listening, reading, and watching. Well, uh, speaking of reading, uh, I didn't realize that we could say what we were reading. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've been reading I, feedback. I've actually, I've actually started, I, in fact, I, because I only had some of them, I went out and purchased them all. I'm reading all of the Oz books. From the beginning, ah, wow. a lot of those. And and I, when I was a child, I only read the first one. Mm. And so uh, I started following this this uh, Oz historian on TikTok, uh, and she was coming up with some fascinating things. And so I decided to just start rereading the Oz books. And so I'm on book four now. Wow. I ordered I ordered all of the ones that were written by L. Frank Baum. Uh -huh. Are they good? How many were there? Like twenty or something? Uh, I think it's like fifteen or sixteen, mm -hmm. something like that. That they're up, they're upstairs, uh, from where I'm podcasting. Uh, mm -hmm. But they're they're good. They're they're <laughs> they're frustrating because uh, he didn't pay a lot of attention to continuity. <laughs> uh, sounds like <laughs> another show we know. But uh, some interesting things is that. Uh, bits and bobs of the second and third book were pulled together into that Disney movie uh, in the 80s, I believe it was, uh, oh, Return yeah. to Oz. I've got that it, it was, it's kind of It's kind of mixed right. together. And it, it Feruza, Feruza Bulk was in that. Correct, correct. And uh, I was thinking they made a lot of that stuff up. No, the, they changed the name of a character, mm. but it was basically those two books shoved together. Huh. It's, uh, it's, it's interesting. Oh, thank you, Kirby. Um, stuff coming through on the live feed. We have Neil James saying, hi, guys. And then we made it to the end of Tenant. Took a while. Excited but about it, mostly in this episode. Sorry, Ben? I said, but we didn't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's a, it's, By the way, uh, in case people follow Nabil Shaban on YouTube, he just released a cover of Octopus's Guardian. Oh, okay. Uh, and then Neil goes on to say, excited about the 11th hour, sorry, the 11th hour, but not so much about everything that follows. Um, and then Robert Venture says, the 11th hour, the biggest part was the end where he steps through the doctor's, uh, doctor's face, Neil. Oh, yeah, 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 that was quite good. I like that bit. Uh, Alan T. Butcher, the, first, the new first doctor is accurate, but at the extreme end of Hartnell's actual performance... Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I hear that that he does a lot of the hoops and the and the yeah. lines and that, but but that the voice isn't really yeah believable. Um, yeah. Or that sounded, like, um, that sounded more like an impression of um, what's called him Rob Rob uh, Welsh Rob what's his name that Welsh comedian Rob um, he does yeah I know you're talking about he was in Doctor Who he's a very tall chap isn't he is that the one no no, no? Get up. no. not Rod Gilbert. Oh, don't worry about it. Carry on. Okay. Uh, By the way, it's, it's exactly uh, 63 one, one, 
one year and two months to go through all of uh, tenant. Tenant. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I, I think we should do it all again. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Bench Jr. says, wasn't too crazy about patient, patient, patient zero. What I was all about. Um, somebody said about prisoner uh, Kirby, zero. You said that Ben left the show once the eleventh hour started. I don't think that could be possible because we actually started the podcast. Episode one was about three or four stories in to the series of Matt Smith's first series because it was episode five that Isabella said Amy fell down to the ground which coincides with the, the actual broadcast of um, those episodes with the Silurians yeah. in so he wasn't on the show until after that yeah so mm. right well, the broadcast after when, when you started doing series uh, series Matt Smith right we started with Matt Smith. That's how. That's when we started. No, the show. no, he's talking about reviewing. Oh, well, them. redoing them. No, no, because no, what started with you originally? God, 115 years ago, whenever it was, <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> when you stood from the car park when you were dropping Alicia off somewhere. Yeah, blimey. No, it was we, we. We were doing the David Tennant stuff. No, we weren't. We were doing old Who. We were doing like classic Who then. Mm, I don't. That's know. what I started. It must have been when we, we redone them because we yeah, we, you, we started the, the show. Ben, what? the first one you did was Legopolis, uh, yeah. but then interestingly That's you did a you did a David Tennant one, Human Nature, Family of Blood, yeah. and okay. then uh, oh you were skipping all over the place. Yeah, we had but the randomizer. Were doing them very very steadily. Yeah. We had that the randomizer. randomizer. You were, you yes. were doing them very steadily uh, until uh, Tooth and Claw. Yes, but somebody had a, a great idea of reviewing all new who. That was a stupid idea, wasn't it? Um, anyway, uh, Robert Vence Jr. says... That was you. Yes. Robert Vence Jr. says, but the mystery of the duck pond was never solved. Uh, well, oh, but he did also you, say before it? that, I recently did a film with the actress who voices Dodo. Not sure how, how she sounds, but she's lovely in person. Unfortunately, she passed away. Um, I, I saw somewhere that Moffat... Not, not Moffat. Yeah, Moffat. That was Neil James. Did the say something about uh, he meant to resolve the duck pond, uh, and he was gonna he was gonna show ducks in it. Uh, okay, right then. So uh, finally, you get to the end of the show. Next Sunday is two things. One, it's the Isle of Wight Festival. I will be at the Isle of Wight Festival, so that makes it rather important possible for me to be in two places at the same time um it's also father's day uh so um it oh, would be inappropriate so for all the lads on this show who are fathers um that are in great britain or father's day did you say on friday 19th of june pardon so we're going we're going back to the christopher eccleston era <laughs> <You're fine. laughs> I, res I rescind my you should be on talks what i'm only joking ben. okay so the 19th <laughs> we will have no podcast no Ottawa Festival, Father's Day, the 26th is our next available date to resume with um, um, the uh, 11th hour. Uh, I will say, Ben, uh, going back to my um, comment about to you being on TalkSport, most of the presenters mm -hmm. on TalkSport are ex-footballers. Oh. You're a professional broadcaster and you're funnier, so you should be on TalkSport. But, but I did also used to be a, a footballer. Well, there you go. That's a double reason why you should be. And you know but, about but, all sports. You can, you can join. You, I mean, you might not be quite as good as that beautiful uh, Laura. I've forgotten her surname. Laura. She's very good. I was a footballer right up until the age of about, uh, well, about 16 when both of my knees collapsed. 
But um, I think my career probably ended when I was about 11 and I'd just joined my new senior school and I went for the football trials and I was captain of my uh, my junior school team and I was a standout player by a mile. I was fantastic and you know, lanky and brilliant at everything. And I got to the senior school, did the tryout, did about half of the match, um, did a swap around with some of the players. I went off as I jogged past the uh, the PE teacher. I had a little shifty look at his board and I saw my name in the middle of the pitch with a big cross through it. So uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that was that was me done at football, I think. Well, you should be on that radio station. Um, Laura Woods was the, was the person I was thinking. Well, she's gorgeous and very good. But that I reckon you should you get into it, get into talk sport because they, they've got two channels. I mean, what more what more do you want? Perfect for you. As many yeah. channels as possible. All right. Well, you should be. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm putting my foot down here. Right then. Well, so I'm tell- <laughs> if you text them, text them and tell them uh, that yeah. that'll be a real help. Oh yes. Yeah. So, well, am I you, suddenly your agent or something? What's going on? Yeah, you be my agent. You're gonna have twelve percent if you get me a gig there. Blimey. Uh, anyway, uh, Robert Vence Jr. says, "Lol, yes, that's probably what happened, Alan." Right then. So next time, two weeks' time, eleventh hour. Um, thank you for listening, watching, taking part in this extremely long show. It's only because I wanted I wanted that long. synopsis to be short, but uh, once again, my orders are Debbie. not obeyed. It wasn't yeah. me. Goodbye. Debbie. We we finished. We finished. Goodbye, fancy pants. Scarecrow. <laughs> I can't block out. Please lock out. Images of Johnny B getting his cock out. I can't do it. I can't do it tonight. <laughs> we finished oh, talking about the end of time part two like an hour ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh come on! We're just having too much fun. 20 Megabyte Doctor Who podcast is an APV Services production sponsored by whoone.co.uk, lavazi.co.uk. We are a proud member of the Doctor Who podcast alliance. Doctor Who is a trademark of the BBC. No copyright infringement intended.